Hello everyone, it's Chris from The Full 40 with Chris and Rob, part of the Stay Tuned Network, brought to you by Nova Insider. We are proud to present another big time interview in season three. As you'll remember, season three started with interview with John Shackleton, the Villanova men's performance coach. Go back, it was from the summer, it was an Fun episode, great episode. We spent some time with him in the Davis Center beforehand, still in our Instagram story, at the full 40. We announced earlier this week that we were doing an interview with Daryl Reynolds, part of the 2016 National Championship team, and proprietor, if you will, of the Stay Tuned Network, and the podcast host of Stay Tuned with D-Ray. Wears many hats, really talented, uber-talented guy. Um, But... We're super excited to present to you interview with him on this podcast. Just a programming note here. First part of the podcast is going to be me and Rob breaking down the week, doing the normal bit, and also talking about the week to come, the Big East, how it's shaping out, and then also a couple other quick fun stories. Then after a quick break, we go into a long, wide-ranging, almost 80-plus minute, 90-minute interview with D-Ray himself. Just an incredible interview. Awesome time. Shout out to D-Ray for coming on the pod with us. It was a ton of fun. We had a blast down on campus all day. Watched the game with him. Just a really good, fun, good and fun time. So stick through it. Break it up if you need to. Listen to it in chunks. However you need to digest this podcast, you've got to listen to all the way to the end. We even ask for a prediction at the very end um, as to what he thinks this team's going to do come March. So thanks for listening. And as always, let's go Nova. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. It's the Full 40 with Chris and Rob, part of the Stay Tuned Network, brought to you by Nova Inside. It only took Chris three takes to do the intro, right? That's so right. That's we're right. Just, uh, I don't we're, need to do multiple takes to actually do like the whole podcast, but the intro. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, a little little tough there. Yeah. It, it is late. We've had a, we've had a long day. It's a been fun a long day. day. A, like a really great day. Yes. Um, a perfect day of Villanova basketball, mm. in my opinion. Mm. Selfishly, well, selfishly including you. Yes. Um, joint selfishness. Joint selfishness. <laughs> um, so we were down on campus today. Beautiful day. I can't say it enough. Every time I go down there, campus is fucking unbelievable. It's, it's pretty tight. Yeah. It's, it's like, I think the comparison I made when we were driving through is, you used to feel like you were driving by Villanova's campus now you feel like you're driving through, and the compass is in the campus is encompassing you yes. as you drive through. Yes. You just happen to be on a road. Yes, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. So was there? I had a work event. You came down for the hell of it. Did not have a work event. We do have a couple new people who are helping us out on yes, the podcast. Indeed, it'll be very cool. So shouts to Joe and Ashley. Right? Indeed. I think we can make that comment. Sure. Shouts to Joe and Ashley. Looking forward to working with you guys. Yeah. Um, in addition to that, we had some business to take care of on our end. 
It was a business trip. Business trip, right? We watched the game. If we had production value, yeah. I feel like we'd have like some cool theme music behind yeah. that too. Yeah. I don't know what business trip music is, but <laughs> we should get that. It's I imagine just... it's like a little bit like a cousin of elevator music. Yeah, I don't know. I was thinking like a little jazzier. Anyway, we can figure that out later. Yeah. All right. Business trip. Business trip. <laughs> um, we watched the game. Business trip. Stop. Just gonna, pipe, just gonna pipe that in every so often. <laughs> boats and boats. <laughs> um, no, so we watched a game with Dowell Reynolds, who is obviously 2016 national champion and host um, of Stay Tuned with D Ray and the proprietor, for lack of a better word, of the Stay Tuned network. We watched the game with him, which was like a really interesting dynamic just to like because i was just sitting there i felt like he, i probably annoyed the shit out of him because i was like i was like i mean you, so, you annoy me so i'm sure you annoyed him i'm like every time out i'm like so what's jay saying now yeah what's jay saying there and he's like shut the fuck up no, he didn't <laughs> <say> it. <laughs> he's actually like the no, nicest nice. guy of nice. like all time <laughs> um and then and then after that we did a whole podcast with d-ray which you can find on the second half of this podcast yes so full disclosure this is a really long podcast. It's pretty meaty. Yeah. Lot to it. Yeah. My recommendation, listen through, take it in bits and pieces. Yeah. Like, it's as long as we'll ever put out, but it is really good. It's it, it, like, 100% worth your like, time. We already did the inter- it, It's insane. The interview with D-Ray is bananas how good it is. Um, he is just... <laughs> really hyped that one up. Yeah. He is just... Like an awesome guy. Obviously, his podcast experience and his hosting experience himself, it was like such an easy dynamic to talk. Like, like he did all the work. I like, yeah. I was like, um, just basically like, oh, let me pop a question in here every so often. So, um, stay after the break. We're gonna go into our interview with D Ray. So, stay tuned with that. For now, though, we're gonna do our recap of the game this week. Two and a week, big week, business trip. <laughs> So it was terrific because we did take care of business on two business trips this week. First, we went to Chicago, had to get that win at DePaul. They suck. Super tough place to play. Not really. (laughs) But you had to get that game. You win the must-win games right now. Don't drop games to opponents that we need to beat. Yeah. Right? That's the name of the game right now. Don't take a bad loss. So what did we do? We went to the Paul and we fucking demolished them. I mean, just absolutely crushed them. And part of the reason we did that is because we shot as if it was the 1985 national championship or the 2016 Final Four game. Versus yeah, we shot, we shot 70% from three. Like, ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, that, that won't happen again. <laughs> yeah, it won't happen again. And somehow, even despite that, we still didn't score 100 points. I don't yeah, understand how you shoot 70% from three it's and not crazy. score 100 points. Yeah, I felt almost bad for DePaul. Like, their players looked so demoralized because <laughs> they've lost. <laughs> I think we talked about this last time. They were, you know, started out 12 and 1. They're now, I think they've now fallen below 500. They're like 13 and 14. Or yeah, something. they're sitting there like, what the fuck do we have to do? Yeah, they're just like, uh, I feel like they're all just like, can we just get the season over with? Yeah, and I, I have to we, we didn't. We didn't help at all no, on that front with No, them. but. We did. We did what good teams do, and that is beat up on the little guy. Yeah. So that was part one of our business trip. Yep. Part two of the business trip <laughs> was to Cincinnati, Ohio, where we played one of the best games end to end of the season this year, mm. in my opinion. Mm. 
The Sinta Center, you know because you've been there, really difficult place to play. Very dark. D-Ray said it today that it was a difficult place today. Difficult place to play. It was, everyone was hyped up. They're getting top 15 Villanova. They know that this is a game that they got to get. This is a team that won at Seton Hall just a couple weeks ago. Yeah. So they're thinking to themselves, we got Villanova coming in here. Like, it's February. We're starting to turn the corner. We've gotten some wins under our belt. We feel like we're going to the NCAA tournament. This is our chance to cement the bid. And we came out and we just had control of the game yeah. from the jump and never seeded it. Yeah, it was it was really nice to see us fend off a couple little runs from them in the second half, but got close. I think it got got down to four points or something like that. Four but, points, six points. Yeah, couple but we times. fought back, built the lead back up, and a pretty comfortable win. Like, yeah, really enjoyed seeing that. And oh, by the way, if you would have done that, if you had said that, and you would have told me that Colin would have scored, like, what do you have, like five yeah, points? Four points. Four points. Yeah. If you would have told me that would have happened with Colin at four, I would have been like, no fucking way. Yeah. I mean, super well-rounded performance. We got 22 from Bay, 17 from Samuels, 13 from Moore. I'll take it. Yeah. Sign me up. All day. All day. All day. All day. So, yeah. So, you got contributions from all different classes. Terrific. Like, the defense was just rock solid throughout. They never got anything going. Even the mini runs that they had didn't even feel that, like, yeah. Even, even, like, sitting, I wasn't sitting there feeling, like, worried yeah. at any point in time. Because I felt like our defense had, they just happened to put the ball through the basket a couple of times. Yeah. Every shot was contested. When they would drive the lane and like they, they on those couple of runs, they were making shots. They were making like circus shots, like to, to to get anything going. That's how you could tell. It's not like they were getting open looks left and right. We just we just took care of it. We just we took care of business. <laughs> Theme of the week. Theme of the week. Business trip. Now, it was great. Now the alpha dog arf arf oh, of yeah. the week goes to a guy who might not be wearing a Villanova uniform for that much longer. Right. So enjoy it while it lasts. That's right. Sadiq Bey. Yeah. Just ridiculous. He is. We, we can't sing his praises enough. The dude is just on fire. Like, they showed the stat again. He's shooting just under 50, 5-0% from three in Big East play. Yeah. That's crazy talk. What's crazy to me is that if you were to just, like— Imagine a year in which Marcus Howard and Miles Powell weren't like odds on, like blow, yeah. blow away favorites to win Big East Player of the Year. Like, Sadiq Bey would be running away. There's nobody else close. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. Again, this year you've got those two who are exceptional, but he is the third. I mean, look, I think there's an argument to be made to say he's ahead of Howard. I don't think you can make the argument to put him ahead of Powell, but he he'll be for sure first team All Big East, and will be absolutely in like the talk for a lot of the big national awards. Too. Oh yeah, he is. He's phenomenal. He's yeah. He's really good. Yeah, he's really good. We're we're very good at superlatives. Today. Yes, we're yeah. tired. I'll be honest. Yeah, we're exhausted. It's ten. O'clock. It's ten o'clock on, on Saturday. We're be we. I, I had like what. A, beer watching the game yeah we only like, shit it's yeah, bedtime yeah, it's it, we're, we're just fucking <laughs> exhausted um i feel like we went to cincinnati today <laughs> bay is our alpha dog of the week yeah our shack fit man play of the week goes to daryl reynolds tell me more we went to the gate we went watched the game with daryl hung out and hung on our podcast for an hour and a half that, so that's that's true he so did do that the shack fit man play of the week the endurance to talk to us for 90 minutes 
and buy us food. Crazy. That was great. That was very nice. And I will yeah. also give a an actual player, Shaq Fit Play of the Week to um, a guy who hasn't gotten quite as much run recently, but actually stepped up very nicely in the first DePaul game, which is Dada. Had a few throwdown dunks, so yeah. shout out to Dada on that. He played very well. I think um, I think Robinson Earl was in some foul trouble early on. So are you seeing what I'm seeing here? Like Dada has kind of worked oh, yeah. himself back. Yeah. 100%. Into the rotation, like we were worried about it. him a couple weeks ago, and now all of a sudden, just like kind of quietly, Jay has like worked him back in to like spell some time for JRE, and 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 it's working out pretty good. He's looking much better. Yeah, I, I think you're 100 percent right. Combination of foul trouble and yeah, maybe there's a strategic play to get him back in, but I love it. It adds another dimension to. To the team gives us a little bit more breathing room so i'm all for it i wonder if early in the year because jre was so good like it almost like got into his head a little bit like he was just kind of like man like i like i was coming in i was coming along was doing good and like i'm just getting beat right now and this guy this guy jre is like really good and like i'm just like so he gets kind of get in there and he gets a little mental with himself when he got in there and i wonder if he like kind of like got over it i'm i'm this is total this is total conjecture yeah like, but total conjecture. But, like, I almost wonder if that's kind of what happened because if it, it that would make sense because it feels like he's just, like, much more loose out there, making good aggressive plays, smart plays, and, like, definitely helping this team kind of get to the next level. Yeah, I mean, I will say the stat line in the DePaul game is hyper-efficient. 16 minutes, 11 points, 7 rebounds, 2 assists. But that's what we, like, got used yeah, to. Yeah, like, That was, like, freshman year data. That was early sophomore year data. Yeah. So, like, I'm, 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 I'm buying into the upside. I, um, hope, I hope we're right. I'm on the data train. <laughs> Get on the data train. Get on the data train. It's going well. <laughs> Business trip. <laughs> Business trip. All right, so... Should we talk about how this fits into the bigger Big East picture? Yeah, real quick? yeah, we gotta yeah. talk Big East. Yeah. So Creighton keeps winning. Hall had a crazy buzzer beater earlier this week to beat Butler. Right now, the Big East standings are: we are tied for second place with Creighton. Creighton as we sit here today. As we sit here today, which is Saturday night. Yeah. Creighton plays Butler tomorrow correct so there could be a shake-up tomorrow yep we are if we if you are rooting for villanova to come in first you are rooting for butler to beat creighton tomorrow yeah this week is a otherwise after tomorrow is a null week we expect hall us and creighton to all hold serve this week yeah there really aren't that many exciting games happening this week we've got a soft schedule Looks like the other top teams have a pretty soft schedule as well, too. You can make the argument that we actually have maybe the toughest schedule because Providence is on a roll a little bit, and we play Providence next Saturday, and like Providence might give us a little bit of fits at home. Yeah. I don't think they will. I don't think so. But, but we should have a 2-0 and a week. But if I had to point to a game where, hey, you got a team that's kind of upstart lately and beating some teams, like Providence won at Georgetown early this week and throttled Marquette. In Providence this week, so yeah. so I think Ed Cooley's got these guys hitting hitting the ground running at the right time. Um, we might see them in the Big East tournament. I hope not, um, but yeah, I mean it's it's coming together for Providence, and but I still think that it's coming together even more for us from a higher higher starting point. Yeah, so we expect to go two now. We got St. John's on Wednesday. Yep, and at home, both at home. Nice little break game for the guys. Yeah, and. <laughs> 
and Providence at home, our final home game of the season is next week, which is cra- it's crazy. It, it's crazy. We're here. I, I just did, I didn't even realize that even as we were prepping for it, and then I looked at our schedule and I said, oh my God, there's literally only four games left. The yeah. season just flies by. Yeah, it's gone really fast. It has. So so Providence is, yeah, next week, last home game of the season. No senior night to be had this year. Yeah, although I assume if they're doing it, they're going to do it on on, on Saturday. If, if they have a, if they have like a walk-on, walk-on senior yeah. or something like that. And then the final week of the season is is where it's like ever is where the pedal goes to the metal because that's where <laughs> that's where it's a rubber meets the road. That's for all the marbles. That's for all the marbles indeed. So anyway, I yeah. think takeaway from this is look, this week should be cake. We're predicting two and oh. Look forward to that last week. Yeah, gonna, that last week it. is gonna be critical. Everything's gonna get decided going into that last week. Probably in the early half of the week, not the latter half. Yeah. Cool. Should we talk a little bit about the big news of the week that Jay Wright is leaving Villanova? <laughs> or at least Berwin. Yeah, yeah. He's leaving Berwin. Berwin? 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 I don't know. Berwin. Berwin. I like Berwin. Berwin. All right, we're going with that. He's business trip. <laughs> business trip. Yeah, so, so the. Jay's the, selling his house. Jay's selling his house. Which, of course, created all kinds of rumors because it was in conjunction with the Knicks. With the Knicks. Saying they wanted Jay Wright to be their coach and all of a sudden people being like, oh, this could happen. It's like, say, it's like saying, like, I'm interested in dating supermodel X. <laughs> That's fine. She's not interested in dating me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great job, Knicks. Like, yeah, right. Jay doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, right, <laughs> like, right, 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 right. So I, I just got to talk to this because this to me is like super funny. It's this is like the five stages of J Wright coaching rumors and it happens every year. Yeah. Okay. Stage one is like news comes out that this is like something that like people that people are talking about. Yeah, yeah. Right? So people are saying Forbes comes out with an article being like Nick's targeting J Wright for their next coach. And then like a source said this could happen, which is like bullshit. Like <laughs> what the said. fuck does that mean? Anyway, a, a source, the, yeah, a and, source and, said this could happen. Yeah, and the immediate Villanova fan reaction is denial, right? Just straight up denial. So it's like, no, 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 that's not going to happen. That's crazy. Jay said he doesn't want to leave. Blah blah blah. Whatever. Then a second source, who their only source is the first article, <laughs> comes out and says, "Oh, this could happen." And then they throw their own spin on it, and they're like. And they're like, oh, like, this makes sense because Jay Wright's selling his house and, like, blah, 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 whatever. At that point, fans start to wonder, like, oh, maybe is this different? Is this time the different time? Then the third stage is, like, everyone starts posting that on Twitter and whatever, and everyone works themselves into a fucking frenzy and, like, is like, oh, my God, panic attack. Then, like, the other people who are not even fans of Villanova, they're just Knicks fans or other people are like, are like, there are uh, no Knicks fans. Yeah. <laughs> are like, yeah, he's definitely going to come like, this is different, blah, 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 whatever. Then the fourth stage is article like Dana O'Neill or someone else comes out with saying no fucking chance. Talk to the man himself. He has no fucking interest. He already said no. Stop panicking, whatever. And the fifth stage is like, Psh, yeah, I knew the whole time he was yeah. never going to leave. <laughs> Fuck that. Why would he ever fucking go? Right, that's the like five stages of like J Wright coaching rumors with this fan base. It's like everyone just can't like stay steady throughout. Like he is not going to leave. Yeah, any report otherwise is bullshit. I, I was gonna say, and if the case did happen that he was going to leave, 
sure as hell wouldn't do for the next job. No. That is a terrible there job. There is, in my mind, one job that he would take, and that's the Sixers. The Cavs? Oh, the job just opened up. Yeah. <laughs> not the Cavs. Not the Cavs. Okay. Um, the Sixers. The Sixers, in my mind. I think he said that he loves the idea of being in Madison Square Garden, but not with James I, I, Dolan look, as look, the owner. I, I don't think it's going to happen. So, actually, it's a really interesting case that it happened this week because I, I mentioned the Cavs in jest given that they just fired uh, John Beeline, former coach of Michigan. What was interesting, and we've talked a little bit about this before, is that one of the knocks on Beeline uh, amongst his kind of racial transgressions that he had um, with the team was like his inability to kind of translate college coaching to professional coaching. And part of that being like, hey, you go from literally coaching kids to coaching professionals, which we've talked about, and has been a struggle. And we talked about actually Steve Kerr giving Jay that feedback when he was at USA Basketball. And look, again, I haven't been in Jay's practices, but my guess is that he's got a style that he's run for so many years at this point that making that kind of full transition to um, to the program, pro game might be a little bit more challenging than he's you, you, looking to take on. It's a player's point. league. Yeah. College 100%. basketball is a coach's league. So, like, you have to cede control. You, your job is basically get people generally going in the right direction. Yep. And, like, get the team to hang together and draw up a couple plays sometimes. Like, it's yeah. literally not – like, not to say it's not hard. It's actually arguably more difficult yeah. because you can't control everything. So you have to find a way to motivate guys without being in charge. Yeah. And not just leveraging like you're, you're your not, authority. You're not yelling at them. Like, right. Or, or if you are, it's very selectively. Because, like, the coaches who are yellers in the NBA are very much known and they're very much disliked. Like, yeah. Tom Thibodeau is, like, another one that comes to mind. Like – Obviously, John Beeline was clearly known as another one. Like, it just doesn't work. Right. Like, that style doesn't doesn't work. Right. And, and oh, by the way, too, it's like one thing to tell a scholarship player that you're sitting because yeah. I don't like the way you're playing in practice. Yeah, yeah. It's a whole other thing to take a guy who's making, like, several dozens of millions of dollars a year. Yeah, multiple and, times your salary. Yeah, multiple times your salary and say you're not playing. And, like, literally ownership's on the phone with you being like, He's fucking playing. Yeah. Because I'm paying money for him to be on the court. Yeah. Because that's what's putting fans in the seats. Yep. They're not going there to see you coach. Yep. Nope. Not at all. Yeah. So yeah. I think for all these reasons, it's just like, I don't. I think Jay would do poorly until unless he got to a point where he was old enough and established enough where he's kind of like, I don't care. I'll just make a whole bunch of money for a couple more years to pass on to my children and whatever. This is not happening soon. No. Definitely. He's still got a lot of energy in him. <laughs> yeah. Um, can we side note on, they came out with pictures of Jay's house. I wasn't a big fan of it. Hot take. It's, um, oh, all right, here we go. Here we go. Bringing this back to one of our other points earlier in the season. I think this house game, I'm equating to Jay's suit game. It's a little old and washed. Well, he's getting an upgrade. Hopefully. Where do you think he should move to? He said closer to campus. Where would you move if you were Jay? If I were Jay, I'd move like literally like walking distance. <laughs> like on campus? I'd move like... <laughs> I'd like to erect a new building at the yeah. Jay Wright house. Yes. <laughs> uh, move Moriarty. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out we're actually just renovating Moriarty and turning it into Jay Wright's private residence. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, I would move like either walking distance to campus yeah. or to like... Like Bryn Mawr or mm. um, or Wayne or something like that, where you could like walk get into some town, restaurants and stuff, hit yeah, some restaurants, yeah. kind of be a part of the community, something like that. Yeah. Wayne might be better. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I, that's what I would do. I mean, like, look, 
here's the reason he's moving. His kids are gone. They're empty nesters. Like yeah. him and his wife, him and his wife Patty are empty nesters. Like they're moving to like, like just have less space because they don't need all the shit. <laughs> Maybe we can get an apartment in the commons. <laughs> <laughs> the commons for, for any of our, our older listeners, um, selves included in this, uh, the commons are the new apartments that Villanova just built. Yes. It used to be in... Uh, what well, used to be Pike Lot, I guess. Main or, Lot. Main Lot. Main me. Lot. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. The the theater is on Pike Lot. Yeah. So, yeah. So, maybe Jake can get an apartment there. Yeah. We'll see. Um, <laughs> maybe hook it, too. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so funny if you were just, like, walking down the hall, like, going to, like, like the bathroom with, like, your, like, shower caddy. <laughs> with your shower caddy. Shower. And Jay's, like, coming out of the shower. Oh, hey, hey coach. <laughs> Good game last night. Yeah. <laughs> Stops, talks to you with his like towel strapped around. It's <laughs> <That's> amazing. <laughs> I like it. I like it. All right, so Jay's moving on campus. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I heard it here first. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah. All right. We should talk about. Well, we got the All Star Game. Oh yeah, yeah. A little heart monitor. Yeah. yeah so little heart monitor action. Yeah. So we recorded last week. I think after Eric had played the Rising Stars game, but before. The yes. NBA All-Star Game, where Kyle Lowry made noise by taking two charges. <laughs> yeah. So the big thing was in the All-Star Game, they changed the format this year. They used this alternate ending, and I won't get into the details. It was, but basically, it was awesome. It was really cool. Point being, guys ended up trying a lot harder than they normally do. And Kyle, not to be one-upped, took two charges. <laughs> I think two charges in the fourth quarter, which is just absurd because nobody really plays defense. They started playing more defense this year. With the change, but still, taking charges in the All-Star game is basically the most Kyle Lowry and Villanova thing to do yeah. that you could think of. Like, yeah. it's, it's hilarious. So hats off to him. Also, Eric scored, I don't know, 20-plus points on like 10 of 13 shooting in the Rising Stars game. Obviously, it's an All-Star game. Still pretty cool, though. Yeah. Um, other news, Omari relegated to the Iowa Wolves G League team. Yep, yep. Um, so just something to keep an eye on there. We talked about that. What was it? Two weeks ago? Two oh weeks ago. We yeah, talked yeah. about it two weeks ago. Just keep an eye on Omari um, as he's kind of moving through here. We wish the best for him. Just like just something to check out. Yeah, absolutely. Other quick notes. So Josh had Josh played yesterday. Yeah. Thir- thirteen and thirteen. The, re- the reason for the name Heart Monitor. Yes. Josh Hart. Absolutely. Straight killing it there. Uh, and then Eric's been chipping in. I think he had twelve and twelve. Um, like twelve one game, twelve in another game. So still contributing on the the team that really can't win anything at this point the golden state warriors oh my god it's crazy i mean they're terrible like they don't have anybody yeah not that eric's at this point somebody, like, but he's couldn't, not somebody couldn't curry and clay both come back this year no they just ruled clay out for the year um but they, curry they, curry is supposed to come back they ruled clay out for the year yeah. probably because they're like we don't have any fucking chance of winning well so i mean yeah I mean, why even risk it like, no 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 yeah. it would have been an aggressive timeline anyway but yeah he's he's out curry's still supposed to come back though I wouldn't even come back if I were him. Yeah, I wouldn't either. But, hey. Yeah, I'm not a competitor in the league. So, (laughs) I mean, I could see if he wants to get back just to get some reps. Yeah, that could be actually, too. Yeah. Keep the leg a little fresh. Um, Cool. So, that's a heart monitor. Oh, one last little tidbit. Yeah. Oh, this is good. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One last little tidbit here. Jim Beheim, coach of the fledgling Syracuse Orange. Um, 
terrible mascot. Got asked a question. No, I liked him. I like Otto the Orange. Do you really? Big Otto the Orange guy. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess he's better. I will than, debate you on this. I guess he's better than the Providence dog. No, the Providence <laughs> or dog. The, the Providence or the Friar. Providence Friar. Oh my God! I feel like yeah. The dog well, before Big East Week, we'll talk all about the Big East mascots. But like one of our favorite. It's segments. one of our favorite segments. It's like God damn, we got to see that Providence Friar <laughs> just like relentlessly. It's the most horrifying looking thing it ever. Is. Yeah. Anyway, we'll save that for later. Yeah. Um, we Bay also Heim. have to see Steve Wojciechowski, who sucks. He does. It's unfortunate. Yeah, I hate but him. What are you going to do? What were they even talking Bayheim. about? Bayheim. Yeah. Okay. So, Bayheim, coach of the Syracuse Orange, gets asked a question about if his guys are tired. Right? That was the question. Like, nothing to do with Villanova. Nothing. And he's like, no. No one's tired. And he's like, why aren't you asking Villanova if they're tired? Like, and he goes, he goes into saying, he's like, Gillespie and Bay at Villanova play 40 minutes a game hard as shit. Yeah. No one's asking them if they're tired. I love that. And the way he said hard as shit, it was like... I also I also love the fact that he brought in Villanova, which is not even his conference anymore. I feel like he's like somebody who went through a breakup, but is now like looking back on like the ex-boyfriend girlfriend being like, Oh, what are they doing? Oh, I saw him flirting over there. Like he's like trying to get back in. He he's, wants to get back. He's that in. meme of the guy walking with the girl and turning his yeah, head around. Yeah, hundred percent. And like 100%. seeing us in the rearview yeah. mirror is like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. It's like oh, he used to be so good. <laughs> See ya. Remember the days. Yeah. How'd that work out for you, Syracuse? Sucky. That's how. It Absolutely out. terribly. I mean, they probably made more money, but the ACC is bad. They're so bad. North Carolina lost again today. Oh my god. Chris Mack at Louisville is doing good. Yeah, good for him. Yeah. Good for him. All right. That's it for, for this part. This part of the podcast. Yeah. We continue uh, the second half of the podcast. You got to listen. You got to listen. Yeah. It's so good. It's so fun. Um, and I'm not doing that to like blow smoke for us. It was like purely Daryl all the way. It, an amazing interview. Just a fun time. We, were yeah. just, we had a blast the entire time uh, with Daryl today. So... Check it out on the second half of the podcast, which we'll come back to you in just a minute. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. It's a full 40 with Chris and Rob. Part of the Stay Tuned Network with D-Ray, brought to you by Nova Insider. We're on Villanova's campus. After the Xavier win, Rob and I came down to school, watched the game. We actually watched the game with joining us on the podcast. We advertised as D-Ray himself, Daryl Reynolds, 2016 national champion. Is it four-time Big East regular season champion sorry, and sorry. three-time Big East tournament Shout out them cats. champion. That's right. That's not a bad resume. That's a good <laughs> resume. Good. I like that. that. Yeah. Um, so Daryl's with us, obviously, the media mogul himself now. He's um, owner, proprietor. What is it? He runs the Stay Tuned Network. He's got – you've probably seen, if you're a Nova fan, the Stay Tuned uh, with D-Ray, where he interviews a lot of players, former players, people involved in the program, other – uh, people in the Philadelphia area. Um, and then in addition to that, just started a new uh, show. We're just pull- pulling out some new episodes with a friend, Avery. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. Uh, t- called um, 
Postgrads at the Platte. That's right. Postgrads at the Platte. I know that's another mouthful. Like, that's like, what the hell? Like, yeah. was, somebody, I told somebody at the time, it was like, what the hell is the Platte? Yeah. I was like, it's the Belmont Plateau, but, you know, it's, it's Postgrads at the Platte. Yeah. So we are, this second half of the podcast, um, if you've listened, you've been listening, Rob and I just talked through uh, the game recap from the week. We did watch the game um, uh, with D-Ray, but we'll, we'll, do the, we'll do the analysis Ourselves because you know sometimes we have to call some things out and D Ray is gonna. I see, I see, yeah, 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 yeah. I, ain't, I ain't gonna be there to defend nobody. No, 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 no. Call like it is. Call like it is. About to say, I, I got a little bias, but go ahead, go ahead. Um, so yeah, we're just gonna get into it. If you've heard our interview podcast before, you know that we like to talk about the person, um, and obviously we expect we'll hear some stories. There'll be some uh, interesting things to talk about, but we always start with kind of like walking us through kind of like growing up like mm-hmm. where, where, where are you from mm-hmm. like you're from the Philly area I know that but yeah. like where are you from talk take us through a little bit of your life up to the point where you started to get recruited by Villanova play mm-hmm. AAU ball etc lower Marion high school yeah I um like you said the Philadelphia area I, so I grew up in South Philly uh grew up on 24th and Reed in South Philly um it's like right outside of an area people call Point Breeze and I was there up until about fifth grade and then I moved to, I actually moved down to the DMV area. I lived in this area called Oxen Hill okay. in PG County. So, like, it's like 30, uh, 25 minutes away from where uh, Chris and Sadiq are from. Mm-hmm. So, it's funny, so when we got here, like, I would say certain things or, like, pick up on the lingo, and they were like, oh, what the hell? I was like, I used to live down there. I used to live down there. I live down there. Like, yeah, exactly, exactly. It's funny, Cole makes this joke. Uh, Cole Swider makes this joke. He's like, d like, Gatsby. Like, he, he got this story that he'd been, like, in all these places. I'm like, no, it's a true story. I'm telling you, I actually lived down there for middle school. But um, started high school, came back up to Philly, and at that point we had moved to um, area called Uptown. Um, so not so far from where I'm living now. I live in Mount Airy. Uh, the house that we used to live in was on West Oak Lane. And my first house was Martin Luther King. And it was polar opposite, like, the school of Coach Carter. Like, that is the best way <laughs> yeah. I can describe it. Like, yep. I always tell people, like, you know, people remember Lower Marion. Even Lower Marion people think I was there all four years. And I run with that a little <laughs> yeah. bit. But yeah. for the most part, it's like, I was there my junior and senior year. You know, before that, I was in the inner city school. And um, I always, like, tell people, I was like, the difference is, you know, at King, I walked in and there was a metal detector. Hmm. At Lower Marion, I walked in, they handed me a MacBook. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. very, very different uh, worlds. Enormous difference. Yeah, exactly. Very different worlds. But, you know, went to Lower Marion my junior, senior year. We moved up to uh, to, to Ballard Kenwood um, and just. What prompted that move? Shit. <laughs> Leveling up in life. Okay. Uh, thank God. Thank God. Yeah. But things just, things got better. You know, I just. I'm not going to sit here and act like I had a, uh, a terrible childhood, but, you know, things financially weren't always good. But, you know, my mom, my father, they constantly worked and worked and worked, and things kept getting better and better and better. And, you know, the moving situation got better and better and better. And when I got the little marrying, like, that was where, like, for me, like, that is so much of where a lot of things clicked. I, I think um, just being there and being in the school, you know, it was. I think the thing about Lower Marion that really did it for me was it was the archiness of it. And obviously, everybody remembers that for Kobe. But a huge part of who he was, like if you ever go through that school, yeah. it's an art exhibit. Like it is an mm. art exhibit. Like there is a wing in that school that is completely dedicated to just art classes. Like, you know, wood shop and, and sculpting and, yeah. and painting and photography. That's where I started, like photography and videography yeah. and all of that. Oh, that's interesting. And it was just like to me that was where a lot of things started to click. Uh, um. I was very close with several guys on the team, and 
is actually my first running with Villanova was when I was at Lower Marion. We were in the district finals. We played against Chester, uh, you know, Rondé Hollis Jefferson on yeah. the Raptors. Oh, yeah. So he was leading that team. Um, I was a senior on Lower Marion's team at that point, and we played here. We played at the Pavilion, the old Pavilion, for the district uh, championship. We lost and then saw them again in the state tournament, a state championship, lost there too. But <laughs> after that game at the districts, we're getting ready for states, and, you know, we're practicing in here. Uh, at, like as Lowell Marion, we practice in the pavilion from time to time. I don't know how they pulled that off. <laughs> but, but say, don't ask any I don't questions. I say exactly. I don't know how they pulled I was that say, off. At that point, they were letting everybody practice in the pavilion. So yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. It wasn't. I mean, it wasn't. I, I, I've played on the pavilion before. <laughs> yes. like when we were when when Rob and I were students, I don't know if it was still like this even recently, but like there'd be times where like we could just. Go walk in. Yeah, pre-renovation. Yeah, yeah, terrible. <laughs> and now it's like, yeah, and now it's like Fort Knox. Yeah, <laughs> I dig it though. I dig it. I dig it. I dig it. But um, yeah, man, uh, we're we're practicing here. We're getting ready for the state tournament. And at that point, Jason Donnelly was still uh, coach. Yeah, you know, and he walked up to me and was like, Coach Wright, he saw you. You know, he was sitting with Larry Brown, and they were talking about you. And you know, you're, you're going to hear from us. Uh, and heard from him, you know, loosely, but it was one of those things like it didn't make sense. Move. And Mo Sutton were both coming back. It just really didn't make sense. Wasn't for me to Marcus be here. Kennedy like around at that Marcus point? Marcus Kennedy was. But he transferred. He transferred because Larry Brown picked up the job at SMU, right? Yeah. And then he transferred to yeah. SMU. Yeah, yeah. Right. And Marcus Kennedy was obviously like a, from an archetype standpoint. You know, it was it fell in line. It's funny because he actually played up in that prep league. So he went to where I went to prep school because I didn't go. Okay. Like I said, I heard from Villanova, but it really didn't make sense. And to be quite honest, I was you know I, I like Villanova. I will say this openly: like coming up for me, it was Temple. It was Temple, mm. Temple, Temple. Well, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. South Philly yeah. doesn't have a, a college, and you know, and um, so yeah, Temple and LaSalle. Exactly. Right. Exactly. I, I was I was a Temple guy. My uncle went there. My grandmother went there. Um, so I was like, oh, I'm I'm all for it. You know, like that was what, it was a guy from Lower Marion named Ryan Brooks who had a great career at Lower Marion, won a state championship, went to Temple, had a great career. He's actually still very close with Fran Dunphy, and I was like, I want to be like him, so I'm gonna go to Temple. And they never really recruited me. So throughout that prep year, going through stuff, going through stuff, and then I look up and my last four schools are, believe it or not, Seton Hall uh, was my first high major offer, South Carolina, Utah, and Villanova. And I visited, um, I visited South Carolina, then I visited Utah. I never took the visit to Seton Hall because I knew what it was. Um, and then I took my official to Villanova. And after Villanova, I was like, this is where, this is where I want to go. You know. So I want to come back to that, mm -hmm. but I want to. It was just interesting. I want to. I'm going back to a point that you made about the the, the metal detectors versus MacBooks. Yeah, I feel like for a lot of guys, it's got to be a huge culture shock to come to Villanova. Yeah. But for you, was it a bigger culture shock to go to Lower Merion or from Lower Merion? Like, yeah, was it? Yeah, yeah Lower it's a Lower Merion yeah. was a big culture shock. Almost yeah. like prepped you a little bit. Yeah. For Lower the Marion environment was, here, yeah, Lower Marion was uh, it was it was just wild, and I wasn't I was getting older, I was, I was had a little more freedom, so yeah. like you know I'm, I'm hitting 15, 16 around the time I'm going to Lower Marion, so right. you know getting there at that time in your life, like it's like you're already you know what it is to be sixteen years old as a boy, mm -hmm. like yeah. you know you, you you throw your shoulders back a yeah, little oh bit yeah. more, you know you got it, you got a little more of a, of a swag in your walk. You think you figured out certain and, things, and let's be clear, I was like that too. Yes, and you like you're six <laughs> nine, athletic. I'm like you know just like yeah, no, it's just us five it's, nine. It's just boys, boys are gonna be boys. Like yeah, it's yeah. it's that age for 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 young men is 
it's a time where you start to you know you start to figure out certain things about yourself. Um, you make several changes, but that age is something about boys that age like. You know, you th- like I said, you throw your shoulders back, you walk with your chin up a little bit more. So that plus going a little man at the same time, I I, uh, I didn't always do it the best way. <laughs> that's all I'm that's all I'm gonna say about it. Yeah. I, I had my fun. I guess is the best way to put it. But we were we were very locked in with ball. So like outside of that, I would have my fun and do my thing. But with basketball, we were you know laser focused. So you brought you brought up Kobe. Mm-hmm. I'm just curious because you know obviously with everything that's happened recently. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and his passing, which still, I feel like it's still yesterday. Yeah. It still feels like that. But how much, like, obviously he had he had to have a crazy influence on that school, but how okay. much was his, like, fingerprints over everything there? So my first year there was the first year they opened a new building. So they had knocked down the old building that he was in and, you know, that all the other guys were in. And the 2010 was the first year of the new Lower Marion when they did that, like, $10 million renovation. And, you know, it was great. Like I, that, that, was, that was, like, where some of the money from the laptops and all that come from. Um, but it was a Kobe Bryant gymnasium. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. His, his presence was very much felt. And then a few years later they built the shrine right outside of it. With his old sneakers, the jersey that got stolen in return, the 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 PIAA uh, like pamphlet for the the season uh, kickoff, excuse me, tournament, and um, his presence was very much felt. His coach, who was my coach, who was still there today, and you know, wrapping up a great season, uh, Greg Downer, he would tell stories. He knew not to beat us over the head with it, but obviously, with some stories you could not tell and not um, you know just give us insight on who he was as an individual. As much as he was as a player, so he was very his presence was very much felt there. Did he um, come back ever? He did. He came back and they dedicated the gym. So they have this thing. I think I, I always will say this. Uh, it took me going there to realize it about him, um, but it also brought out a certain side of me. There's a certain amount of pageantry about Lil Mary. So for example, mm-hmm. there's this thing called Maroon Madness, and I put up Maroon Madness against um, Hoops Mania. Like okay. it is that mm. much wow, of a produ- okay. like it is it is a high school level production of that, but like they had a DJ there, like it's, it's strobe lights and everything, you know, going <laughs> around. Going exactly, like it's an all star, it's an all star like game, um, you know, where it's just it's the the their flair for, uh, like I said, the arts, the theatrics, all of that is amazing, and you see that in the basketball, and that it helped kind of explain like who he was in a sense mm. too, because they are very much into that, so. Our first Maroon Madness in that building, they dedicated the gym to him, and he came back. And that was the only time I've ever seen him, hmm. you know, gotcha. uh, up close. Okay. Okay. But, yeah, he was, he, was very much a, uh, he was very much alive in that building. Cool. Mm-hmm. So, so you were playing, obviously, high school ball, AAU ball, too? Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously. Yeah, I guess, no, no, no. Yeah, no I, so I got to be honest with you. I was one of those guys, and I still am to an extent. I hated AAU. Hmm. Um, and I honestly think a part of me not being recruited outside of, you know, me having to get better was the fact that I didn't play AAU. I did not realize how much it was hurting me uh, to not play AAU because I didn't play it my junior year. Like, I played, like, the, go- the Jersey Shore Warriors for, like, a month. You know what I mean? Hmm. And I hated it. Um, but in my senior year, going hmm. into my prep school year, I played with Philly Pride. And that team was me, Rashid Jordan, Miles Overton, and it was a it was a team that was great on paper. We did not put it together too well uh, out there on the floor sometimes, and that's my issue with AAU ball. Things look great on paper, but right. the game is just you know whoever gets the ball shoot it. I wasn't the biggest fan of it. It seems to be getting better now. I see better 
you know, coaches and, 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 and people who know the game getting more involved with it because it's such a staple of basketball at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're starting to teach, you know, the game. So it's not just a bunch of guys out there, like, just gunning yeah. for scholarships. It's actually still basketball. It's, it's gotten back to basketball. But, you know, back when I was, like, trying to get into a high school uh, – sorry, get into a college, played with Philly Pride that summer. Uh, did great, and then um, I went up there. It's funny, Chris actually, Chris Arsdiakno played for Philly Pride. Oh, it's funny. yeah, man. I didn't realize that. Yeah, we beat Team Final. We beat Died. Uh, <laughs> oh, so nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we got we got Team Final, so <laughs> we were happy about that. That was, was Rondé, B.J. Johnson, um, Jaquan uh, Newton was on that team. Oh, yeah. So that was probably the win of the summer. But mm-hmm. outside of that, it was it was a uh, it was a crapshoot. <laughs> okay, so then you get to Villanova, mm-hmm. and. Um, and so your first year was 12-13? No. No, 13-14. Yeah. So, you, so your first year was the year we just made it to the first round? No. Yeah. No, yeah. no. No. My, year, my first year you, was the year against you, UConn. You, you, UConn. Syracuse, Syracuse played the game before us, and it's funny. So BJ Johnson, he plays on the uh, Orlando Magic now. He was my teammate. He was the best player on our team my senior year and his senior year because he was a junior, he was under me. But then after my prep year, obviously we lined up. So he was he went to Syracuse. So, like, it's funny. His father to this day, like, still gave me crap about, like, the whole Villanova-Syracuse thing. Yeah, and that's yeah, when yeah. we thought it was right. going to be – we were going to be playing against each other. Right. Then you hear about the Biggies breaking up, and that was that. But they were actually coming off the floor. They had just lost. That was Dylan and his brother, uh, Tyler. Yep. Tyler was on that team, that, uh, that Syracuse team. They were coming off the floor. They just lost. Two hours later, we were – Walking down the same tunnel, you yeah. Know, tears in our eyes after we got shabazzed. Yeah, so, well, I mean, <laughs> yeah. everyone got shabazzed. Yeah, that yeah. exactly, exactly. Yeah. It's respect, but it's just yeah. It's no cons. I, I tell people it's no consolation because I hate people hit the whole. Well, you guys lost to the national champions. It's like, yeah. hey, what does that tell yeah. you? Yeah. You know what I mean? I just, I just, yeah. I yeah. never. Don't make me feel that yeah, way. exactly. I don't. Okay, that's not gonna make me sleep better at night. But yeah, that was that was my first year. So obviously, in your first couple years. Mm-hmm. You didn't have you didn't play a lot of minutes at all. Yeah, at all. My um, freshman year, I didn't play. Sophomore year, I played in the beginning, and once Big E season started, yeah, because I mean, yeah, we see it every year. Jay trims that lineup yeah. to like seven, mm-hmm. maybe eight guys. Yeah, every every year it yeah. seems like um, we everyone talks about like oh you know it's got to be hard for guys whatever, but I feel like fans don't really get that. Yeah, like. Like as a fan, like you hear that, like oh, it must be hard, and yeah. I'm gonna be like, well, what do you expect? But like that's yeah. sometimes how fans react. But like that's I, it, to me, it's gotta be difficult. Oh, it's de- it was definitely difficult. Oh my gosh, it was difficult. Um, you know, because you know, coming in, it's like, oh, they need a big man. You know, this is gonna be the perfect fit for them. You know, I'm, I'm and I was young. I, I was naive back then. You you know, you're reading the papers about how like I'm gonna step in and be X, Y, and Z and all this other stuff. And you know, just just BS. And quite frankly, people not knowing the scheme of what goes on around here. And it's like anything else. You got people on the outside talking about what's going on on the inside. And it's like you will never get it completely right. You know what I mean? So and I was the same way. So when I came in at first, it was it was difficult. That first year it was it was definitely humbling. Um, and then sophomore year was a bit more challenging because I played. You know, because I felt like I put in a certain amount of work. But I understood it because I was behind Javon Pinkston and Daniel Cheffel. It was just like, this, this, you know, it's one ball, two rims in 40 minutes. It's only so much to go around. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I had to, you, you have to, you have to step back and understand that. And I think that was the first time in my life, like, you know, obviously I'm taking a backseat to guys. Sorry, I didn't, I didn't tell y'all this. 
the year before I went to Little Mary, my junior year, my sophomore year was the first year I played organized basketball. No kidding. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wow. I never told. Yeah. I was like, I was like, hold on, I, I, yeah, I completely. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Sorry, oh, oh, oh. sorry. Yeah, I didn't. Oh, I didn't I'm sitting yeah. here and I'm like, I'm yeah. like, well, you didn't play AU. How did you yeah, not play yeah, AU? Yeah, I did. So like, I played football up until the time I was like 13. I mean, I get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, you're then, kind of a slight build. I was, I was like, I played football up until about 13. Didn't play anything, and then around 15, I was like, all right, let's do this. I really fell in love with basketball. And it got to a point where it didn't feel like work, but I didn't play organized basketball up until that wow, point. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, so for me, it was it, that was the most challenging part because it was the first time my in my career where I didn't have a coach that just doted on me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, let's call it what it is. Like, you know, Greg Downer, he loved me. Uh, Jamie Sullivan up at Worcester Academy loved me. You know, low key let me get away with murder. <laughs> shout, <laughs> shout out, shout out to Jamie <laughs> Sullivan. Like, Coach, Coach Sully really like he was just like this kid's a head case, but. You know, we I, I was respectable on campus, and I did my thing, and I, I held my teammates accountable. When I did my thing on the court, it was just I, 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 I beat to my own drum. You know, it's, it's all I can say, it was it was wild. Uh, and I, I got I, here. Yeah, go ahead. yeah I, I don't want to elaborate on. It, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Not on the mic. Not on yeah, the mic. <laughs> we're not. We're not. We say this all the time. We're not journalists. Yeah. We're not required to ask follow-ups. Yeah. So if you're listening okay. and you don't agree with that, <laughs> yeah. too bad. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'm about to say, like, hit, like, hit me about it so I can Rob, tell you. Rob and I always say like. If you have, if you don't agree with what we do on the podcast, feel free yeah. to start your own podcast. Yeah, exactly. Like, we, exactly. We, we recorded it on our phones. Yeah, exactly. Like the first like ten episodes. Exactly. Then we, then we bucked up and bought a hundred dollars <laughs> for a mic. So. You could do it. Exactly. Yeah. You could do it. But yeah. I'm, I, I don't want to elaborate too much on it. I ain't trying to get anybody in trouble. But um, Coach Wright was the first coach for me. It was just like it's a moment of like what the hell is wrong? You know what I mean? Like, why doesn't this guy like me? And I realized like, and it wasn't that he didn't like me. It was just that. As a coach, your job is to secure the team. Right. And as a player, your job is to secure the team. But there's a part of you that's like, I want to secure myself. Yeah, you know what absolutely. I mean? And you have to let, especially the place like this, you have to let go of that. Mm-hmm. Because for the greater good, you have to understand that, like, you know, everybody's game is taking some type of – I'm pretty sure, you know, even Jalen and Arch will say, like, yeah, you know, I, they had this in their game or that in their game. But it's like, all right, what do your teammates expect you to do? Right. Do that. You know what I mean? So, um, it was, you know, we, like I said, sophomore year wrapped up. Dylan the transfer, Daniel was kind of playing with the idea. That was before the whole Test of Waters thing. So Daniel was kind of mm. playing with the idea of, um, of you know, jumping to the NBA. Darren and, and JP were out, which were like two pieces that you can't ever replace. You know, thank God we were able to supplement it with just a bunch of different people taking on their jobs. But after that year, it was like everybody just had to kind of look at themselves. And then the start of 16, I was playing and, Things were going good. Things were going good, and that year turned out to be the best one. Yeah. You know what, what, what was the um, what was kind of like the, the team mindset in sixteen? I guess that comes into that start of the season. I the fifteen sixteen team. You mean the no, no, the, no. The, the, the tournament team? Yeah. Yeah, 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 the championship team. Hold on, the championship team or or the team that lost NC State? Mm. The team well, with the team with JP and Darren, or the team with? So I, I I'm actually interested. I, I want to okay. talk about. I want to. I'm sorry for jumping all over the no, place. No, no, no. It's fine. That's this perfect. is this is the idea. But the I want to talk about the fourteen the as painful as it is, the fourteen fifteen year, because the fifteen sixteen year, whenever you heard guys after the championship get mm-hmm. interviewed, yeah. they kept going back to like this is for Javon Pinkston. This yes. is for Darren Hilliard. Like, yes. like, and it's like you know, we, we they do the Dylan the, Ennis the peop- too. Yeah, Sorry. Dylan we'll Ennis, the people who played maybe Taj Bell, the people who yeah. the people who came before us. Yeah. But it was a little bit different. Like a like a little bit. It felt like a little bit different mm-hmm. for specifically Javon 
and and Darren. Yeah. Because for me, like for me as a fan, even I'm like separating myself from like fandom and being upset and like about that about that game. Yeah. Like for me, the only bittersweet thing about mm-hmm. the fifteen sixteen championship was that I feel like Javon Pinkston and Darren Hilliard had been through hell. Yes. With this program yes. to like bring it back to there. Yes. And they deserved that ring. They deserved that ring. Yeah. Huge. Like, so I was just curious like to get your perspective on that. So 15 and 16, uh, no, 14 and 15 was the year that on paper it was a, yeah. it was a holy shit. Yeah. Like on paper, I was, I was actually talking to uh, Caleb about this earlier. I said the, 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 the starters were Ryan, Dylan, Darren. Javon, Daniel. Ridiculous. And the second team was yeah. Josh, you Chris. And Josh Hart oh and Chris God. Jenkins. Yes. And you. Yeah. yeah. And, the, no, and Mikel. And Mikel. And Phil. Yeah, and you had and Dylan was a starter, right? Yeah, and Dylan was a starter. Yeah. So though that's the starters. You know what I mean? And it's like it's pretty it was really just a battle of the upper class versus the underclass. Like right. that's really, like when you look at it, it was like if you were a sophomore, you were on. You know what I right. mean? If you were a junior and up, you were on that other team. And Ryan was the biggest player of the year that year. Yeah. Sure, with Chris Dunn. Josh won. Tournament, MLB. yeah, tournament MVP and six man of the year that year. So yeah. that year on paper looked a lot better than 16. But obviously, the way 16 ended, that's what people remember. Right. From an outside perspective, like the media, they were thinking that was the championship year because oh. that team was ridiculous. You know what I well, mean? Well, that whole like, year in college basketball, everyone was at yes. least thinking Final Four. Yes, because yes. because the only thing is people were like, I don't know, because you had that Kentucky team. Which which was insane that year. They were thirty. Was, the was that the year they, they went all the way and they lost? They to, lost to Wisconsin. And then lo- and then Wisconsin lost to Duke. And Wisconsin, Wisconsin lost to Duke plus the refs. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's true. It's stressful. I was actually in Boston. I, that was I was in Boston watching that game. I was like, wow. Like, I was right in Faneuil Hall watching the game. I'm just like, they really fucking lost. Like yeah. they really made it that far. The Kentucky game. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I was like they really made it that because obviously that year it was just a year of just upsets. Let's call it what it is. It yeah. was everybody thought that Kentucky team was going to be the team that was going to run the table, and you know we were expected to be that. I'm pretty sure there's several other storylines that wasn't that the year like Lob City. It was just a crazy like you said it was a crazy year in college basketball, but um, yeah, it was huge. In 16, we came back and won because like Javon was in the crowd. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Javon was in right the crowd. Uh, Darren was obviously on the piston, so he couldn't be there. Dylan was, was at Oregon. But, like, it was, like you said, those guys, like, they got to see the, the decline. They were they were fully cognizant of what was going on during that 13, 19 year. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they saw it out. Like, Darren was, was explaining it one day. He's like, you understand, I came in here with four people, and I'm the only one. Like, yeah, Javon wow. and Darren weren't the same yeah. year. You yeah. know what right, I mean? Like, they right. weren't the same year originally. So, you know, right, yeah, because Javon came in first. And got, he reshered. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. it's like, so it's like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah, he yeah. yeah, redshirted. Yeah, That's red a good shirt. way to put that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to put that. I, I like that. Yeah. He redshirted. So, yeah. like, that really wasn't his year. Javon came in with James Bell. Um, so, Darren comes in with Asha Kubu, um, uh, Marcus Kennedy, and, um, and Tyrone Johnson. And... Right. By his junior year, none of them are there. Right. You know what I mean? So they had yeah. just they, like you said, they have been through so much and so many roller coasters. For them to to, to, to not get that, it hurt. You know, it hurt. And I don't like one thing I don't like is the narrative that was built. Not not taking anything away from 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 Chef and from yeah. and from Arch. Yeah. But I don't like the narrative that's like, oh, then those guys came and then yeah. the program's culture yeah. was better. Like so, like 
James Bell, Dylan Ennis, yes. like yeah. those guys yeah, were like say, you, laying the groundwork. Literally, to me, I've always, and obviously, I can only go back as far as I know. I will go as far as to say, um, Moof, Moof, and, and and Mo. But the first guy, believe it or not, for me was like he had, he had saw he had really looked out for the younger guys and was on some be better than I was and be better than we were and don't make the mistakes that we did was actually Antonio Pena. He was the first guy I got that vibe from. Wow, that's a throwback. Yes, he had came back back over the summer. And, you know, don't – he plays the game the way he does. He's a – He's a trash talker. He's a yeah. trash talker. He he definitely had this thing about me, um, but, he, but you know he he did it. He did his thing. He, he he could hoop, but I would notice like his 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 whole vibe, his whole aura was very much like a big brother. Hmm. And then I saw that same quality in James Bell and Tony Chanel. Um and Nick McMahon too was a walk on that year, uh, my freshman year. But like, I, if I had to really give it to somebody, it'd be Move. Like I said, Antonio Pena, I kind of saw it, but Move, Move and Mo. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're they're they set this thing back. Move was another guy who his whole class got cleared out. Exactly. When he came in, like we had just won the final, we had just made the final four. Yeah. And the program was like, Psh, we we, yeah. we got it going now. Yeah. And yeah. then, and, and that year we had like one of the top three recruiting class yeah. on paper. Going yeah. back to that yeah. concept, we had um, Moof, uh, Cheek, Malik Waynes, yeah. and um, was that, was the Prophet Isaiah Armwood. I was about to talk about <laughs> Zeke. Yeah, Zeke. God damn. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? So it was just, it was. I, I think the credit goes to Arch and Daniel so much to get back to that because because they won. they were the, no no they won let's call it what it is you yeah. know people it's a season that ends in a win people are going to look at that a lot right. more I tell people all the time like people look at that 16 year and they see that shot go in and that's that's all they remember right and I was like y'all don't remember three weeks before that in the Seton Hall locker room that we were crying because <laughs> yeah. you know we 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 lost that game by one and we saw how many Ooh. mistakes it, yeah. without that game we don't win a championship you go back further. Oklahoma, Yo, halfway Oklahoma. across the world, just to get our asses kicked. Yeah, you go back further, Virginia. Like people yeah. don't remember that year, yeah. you know, for all the things that that the monumentous ass kickings we took, you know, that year to to make up, you know, what it ended up being. But I think Arch and Daniel get the credit because they were the class that followed the thirteen nineteen year. So they came right. in after that, yeah. right. and they they told us firsthand that was a challenging. Challenging year, yeah. Very I, challenging. I can year. imagine. Yeah. yeah, I can yeah. imagine. But to me, it's it's, it's all those guys. It's it's Moof, it's Mo, it's Taj, it's Tony, it's Nick, it's Darren, it's um, you know, it's it's JP, and, and the list goes on and on. But those guys around that era to me are really the ones that, you know, like I think they should get a ring shipped to them just as much as everybody yeah. else. I think it's so cool that you, I mean, I did not expect that at all. What? Like to, Antonio Pena, yeah. because Antonio Pena played when we were in school. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and <laughs> yeah, and like, and. He was like his role on the 2009 Final Four team was your role on the six on the 15 16 yeah. team yeah. yeah and it was I didn't think of him as a guy who was like a comeback guy yeah but no when, no he but, very much is yeah very so much like is. and like to me like that kind of plays in like we had we interviewed with Shaq like mm-hmm. last year and you know one of the, there was a couple of times where I'm sitting there and I'm like yeah like what the what the program is selling 
is like legit real it's not yeah. like it's not marketing like yeah. and to me when i hear that stuff and it's actually real yeah. and like there's stories there it's I'm legit. Like, like it's legit this I, is legit. how the program i runs. gotta say that's one thing that's absolutely shocked me as we've had more of these conversations mm-hmm. like obviously jay is so polished and yeah. you know, does like a great marketing <laughs> yeah, job and every mm-hmm. press conference every press conference like, the same how thing. many villanova basketballs yeah, yeah, <laughs> 40s can we throw out yeah. there and, and you know i just do it for my brothers and like the joke. it was like yeah. i swear y'all like robots specifically jalen but but yeah no it's like it's amazing to actually see that and hear mm-hmm. that it's yeah. It's really real. Yeah, man. He was, like I said, Tone Pena was one of the first guys that I had got in this locker room and I had just saw, like, it's just, you, you see it. You see, you know when somebody cares. You know yeah. when somebody cares. And quite frankly, like, you know when, you know, um, like somebody comes back and it, it comes, they come back on a, this place owes me and, you know, I did my thing here. And and then, you know, when a guy comes back, you know, with humility and, and, mm-hmm. and, um, and willing to pay it forward. And every time I saw Tone come back, he he had like I said he had that big brother aura of just like he would school you to things because it's like he wasn't telling you a story about X Y and Z time to just remember you know the glory days and all that he was telling you he's like I went through this y'all don't have to you know what I mean I went through certain things don't make the same mistakes I did so Tone Pena to me is somebody who really does not get the credit he deserves. Um, as far as like, uh, 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 I mean, obviously amongst Coach Wright, but I'm saying on the outside, like yeah, a staple yeah. of no, the program. He, I, yeah. he doesn't. Yeah. It totally changed my mindset, yeah. just yeah. this whole conversation. Shout out to him. Yeah. <laughs> a couple other questions about mm-hmm. your time, and then I want to move on to, because I think, I think the coolest part of your story is is what you're doing now. Thank but you. Like, but like, I want a couple of things with time at Villanova. Like, I got to ask you, just point blank. Have you always had shoulders for days? <laughs> like, so, like, like the first time I remember you coming on the court, I'm like, who is this guy? He literally looks like the villain over me. Like, 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 like so w- what so is true. this? It started, it started in, like, middle school, like, towards the, like, beginning of high school. I remember, like, people used to oh, start. Oh, I, I had that same problem. Yeah. <laughs> they, would start to, they would start to sell. You're really, like, I would, I would hear people say, like, you're really filling out. Like, you're really starting. I was like, what the hell does that mean? And I started to realize, like, what it, like, what it meant. And more importantly, what it meant on the basketball course. I was right. like, let me start using it. But, yeah, it was, it was around, like, 14, 15. I was like, yeah, shit. This is, this is something. You yeah. know what I mean? I like this. I yeah. like this. Did you walk into, like, your first day of practice and Shaq's just, like, yeah, we don't need to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're, you're good. good. Yo, you're good. I, so I'm a BS y'all not. I, so it's actually quite the opposite. So our first time working out with Shaq was a circuit. It was this circuit. So Was it, it like was, what we did? It was similar. Okay. A little more difficult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know. We know. But it was, so it was like this thing where like, it was a treadmill segment. It was a push-up segment. It was it was a, a pretty traditional um, uh, circuit, but it was a test. Yeah, it was a test, and I struggled. Oh really? my god, I struggled because it was like I was always strong, I always lifted, but this was a different type of strength and a different type of conditioning. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, no, if anything, it was. Like he like all right the technique the diet I had all that down but that first circuit like that that pace that college pace I was like oh my god I mean every freshman does but like I especially was like holy like this is another level but 
once I got it, like, let me, let me and Shaq are still cool. We actually, I'm not gonna lie, I stole y'all ID and then worked out with him uh, for my show. I ain't gonna hold y'all. So I hate to tell y'all here, but uh, but like, no, like, Shaq is still my guy, and he, um, you yeah, gotta, man, you he, gotta, if you're gonna do it, you gotta at least say that you got the idea. Oh, of course, of course. Yeah, I give credit with credit. No, no, I, I gotta, like, I saw y'all do it. I was just like, why the hell did I do that? I was, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, gonna, it's gonna make us look terrible though, because I'm in there, I'm like, I got my tank top on, I got like no sleeves, I'm like, I look great. But, you know, <laughs> you know, you're in there, we're like, oh man, forget it. And then yeah. I was sitting in there like just just <laughs> hold up, hold up. so be honest, so be honest. Like at what point in that workout were y'all like this guy's insane? Uh, I can tell you exactly when <laughs> because it was very funny. I called it out on the pod when we were talking to him. So so I get I'm like running through my circuit very slowly. Right? <laughs> and then I get to the the bike. Yes. And I had thought on the bike, which was the, the last thing. And he said, oh, you're going to be able to rest, rest. on the bike. Right? Yes. And I'm yes. like, and I'm like yes. the fuck does that mean? <laughs> so, so then – That I, is the cool – like that is like your moment to like catch your breath. Yeah, yeah. So so then I'm like – I thought he said – so he gave us this the list of things to do. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I know. I know where and, you're going. And, yeah. and, and I thought he said one minute on the bike, to which I thought, okay, you know, just kind of pedal along and whatever <laughs> – for a minute, yeah. he said a mile on, on the, the bike. bike. Yes. And so I get off after a minute, and he runs over like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like, not like that. Obviously, Shaq's a nice guy, but like, he runs over. Yeah, like, um, um, but yeah, yeah. Get your ass yeah, back yeah, on exactly. the bike. You're either Lance Armstrong yeah. or you're wrong. Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. Yeah. That like, bike shit is like, yeah. so that's when they tur- he turned the pressure up on you? Yes. Like, the yes. 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 And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, you said this was a rest. <laughs> this is not fair. This is not a rest. Okay, and like, and like, in the middle of it, like, there's no rest in like, there. Yeah, no, none. There's no rest in there. It's just, it's just your heart rate. Your heart rate is 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 you know sky high, yeah. and then it's a little it's skyscraper. You know what I mean? But yeah. there is no rest. There is no right. ground level. Oh, I'm good. I'm gonna no. Right. And that's what I was saying. That circuit. That was what I found out. Like, oh, there is no station where it's just like, whew, man, I tell you. Like, it's just like, no, this is just a little less difficult than, you know, X, Y, and Z. Yeah, but, but when you add it all together. Oh, my God. And then go through it three times. It's just right. like, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. But like I said, I mean, this this program would not, obviously, he's he's getting the, the, the recognition and the, the credit that he deserves and still being as humble as he should be about it because um, it is a give and take with that. But it's an understatement to say that this program has had the success it's had over these past couple of years because a huge and huge part because of John Shackleton's work. Oh yeah. People forget like he's the strength coach, you know what I mean? But like his relationship with the players and he's also a nutritionist. Yeah. So he like he, yeah, he's, he's the whole pack. He's the, he's a piece. We walked out of when we when we met with him and like and did the exercise with him and, and did the podcast with him and we were like absolutely blown away yeah. with his dedication exactly. to his craft yes. and to the school and to everything around yes. and he we talked to him all the time he doesn't get the does he like he's starting to get the credit but yeah. he doesn't get the credit that he does. I tell him like yeah. hey man you you should market yourself more yeah. like like he's you like yeah. he's got to be one of yeah. the most talented he is it's, in and it's the a, whole country and it's amazing it's amazing so I will say this and this is, like I said I love him because he's humble and that's a huge part of why he fits into this a huge part of like he yeah. is who he is he's humble about it but we'll be at games I didn't see it when I was a player but as uh, as you know last year I was a coaching staff like we'd be at games and like all the strength coach would walk up and be like. Hey man, is that John Shackleton over there? Yeah, no way. I'd be like, yeah, and I'd be oh, like, so 
Could you like introduce me? And I was like, yeah, like he had like fans like wow. from other teams. I'm not going to say the guys' names, but like it was like like in the Big East, like right. in the Big East and like other teams. Like we were. Wow. Yeah, this like, isn't like a high school. Yeah, yeah exactly, coach exactly. Out of like, like, yeah, like you're at your Thanksgiving tournament. You got a guy coming over asking to meet the strength coach before the game and talk mm-hmm. to him. Like he's just. He, he's the best, man. He's the best. And he truly is a good person. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shout out Shaq. I love it. Um, all right. I want to talk a little bit. I want to go post-grad. Not to skip 16-17 because that year, like the, the joke between the 16 and 18 teams, I would yeah. like, like the 15 and the 17 teams need to stand up and be like, yes, but wait. <laughs> but seriously, guys, exactly. like, like, I don't know. Oh, my God. 17 was... Yeah. I was going to say, well, so, so, so question. The NCAA... It's not even a question. Statement. The NCAA jobbed Villanova twice in 2017. What How the, do you respond? What the, <laughs> what the fuck is Wisconsin doing as an 18? Yeah. So that, I'm not going to lie, like that, for us, it was, um, this, this is going to be a very challenging game. Yeah. Because we knew who they were on paper. But... The second below your timeout is Omari. Yeah. That that it hurt. But I will say this, looking back on it, it was a blessing in disguise because the progress that Omari made over that year is why he was what he was in 18. Yeah. His ability to, to, to sit back and not – there's it's a different – like every transfer uh, – can speak to this, I'm pretty sure. Well, every smart transfer, every transfer who takes advantage of that redshirt year instead of bitching about being out. Like Eric, uh, probably another guy who did the same thing. Eric sat out that one year. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. I, th- I thought you were saying the opposite, right? I was like, hold on, he was no, 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 I'm going to no, say, no. Jesus Christ, he's one of the best at. Eric's no, no, no. kind of a uh, slack. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. That Eric passed Yeah, 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 that guy. That also kid, really man. out of shape. No, no, but when he came in, like, he, it was so many things he did not have, but he really took that year to, like, sharpen up and that's what Omari did that year so you know obviously from a selfish standpoint hell yeah I wanted him on the court and I'll be honest let's 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 be real like Amari his best shape I would have been a senior coming off the bench and it's like hey listen if we win if 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 Nova if Villanova is able to say 16 17 and 18 we have rings I'm all for it you yeah, know what I mean right. if that's what that yeah. if that's what that would have meant but him being out that year his ability to grow his ability to learn um is really what turned that 18 year into what it was yeah. Because he was able to, you don't have as much. It's it's a difference when you're in the game, you're in these practices, um, and you're trying to learn, but you also know you got to go out there and, and and perform and play, as opposed to, you know, especially being as, as highly recruited as talented as he is, as opposed to a guy who's just you're just learning. You know what I mean? You have the chance to really mm-hmm. sit back and get a bird's eye view, almost a coach's view of you mm-hmm. know what's going on. That makes you like to me like red shirting is just Mikel Eric. Omar. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's 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 so it's you can't even Obviously you spend a lot of time around the program. Yeah. How do you think we we'd have two red shirts this year? Mm-hmm. Caleb and, and Eric Dixon. And Eric Dick how mm-hmm. do you think they're handling they handling it like those guys? They're doing great. So uh Seton Hall, as much as it pains me to talk about. Sidebar. Yeah. After that game, I'm working for the Big East that day, and I, I got an interview. Who I got an interview? It's my job. Right. As soon as I come out the damn tunnel, all I hear is, "Big fella, I finally got one. Man. I finally got one on y'all, man." Miles. I was <laughs> like, "This mother! Oh my god!" It was a good interview. He's a, he's a good kid. You know, I we secret. We, we don't actually. It's not so secretly. We love Miles Powell. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Was, it, you got to respect it. Yeah, you got to respect it. Yeah, yeah, you got to respect. There was, a, there was some post the other day or some question. I was like, oh, oh, I think it was on Reddit. It was like, oh yeah, if you could pick um, one player not on 
your team or pick one player in your conference to add to your team, who would you pick? And, and some was, people were like was, trying to argue Theo John. It was a like, it was a Villanova yeah. fan who posted the answer. He said Theo John. I'm like, no, no. that's incorrect. Incorrect. Wrong, sir. Yeah, no, he's he. Uh, that, that, I, I got I got a tip I had to Miles. Um, and I, I don't know him personally, but I, I heard he's a decent kid. The vibe I got off him, he's a decent kid, and it's. After y'all, y'all hear like in the same way I talk about Shaq. It's great to hear good things yeah. Yeah. happening to good people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, like it was. I was before that game. I showed up a little bit early. I looked down on the court and who's going at it? Eric and Caleb. You know, in a workout mm-hmm. before the game, like awesome. all out. That's their game. You right. know what I mean? A one on one, two on two workout. Uh, they're just going at it. I think they're going to be very, very huge pieces to this team next year. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. Man. All right, so I want to I want to transition to after after school because mm-hmm. so you went to you went to play professionally in Poland yes for a year yes. I have like so many questions ask him ask him uh, about it but I heard <laughs> on your podcast you said the weather wasn't as bad as everybody thinks as it everyone is. thinks Poland is not so when people hear Poland it's like oh, oh, you know what I mean it's like it's like this it's like this like it's like the this, motion like, he just did was yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> exactly like, like like it's a sink full of like wet dishes like it's yes. not that bad like I loved it I loved Poland okay um, I think I, are I, you a foodie I, I am and I will say this I did not like Polish food. Okay. I did not like like their native food. It's a lot of food. sausages. Huh? It's a it's a lot Kielbasa. of beets. Yeah. It's a lot of beets. Beets. It's a lot of potatoes. Really? It's a lot of like cabbagey and stuff okay. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, not Eastern not ex- European. That's yeah, like, that's yeah. exactly, exactly. Yeah. Not in my brain. As a black man, no, that doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> not. I am not going out for a sauerkraut sandwich. I'm yeah. good. Yeah. But culturally, I loved it. Uh, they were some of the most. Peaceful. It reminded me like Midwest people. Hmm. Some of the most peaceful, uh, easygoing, polite people I have met. They they got a stick about them. They could drink anybody under the table. Okay. Uh, anybody until they, like one of our biggest sponsors. My team was this big. Like you walk into the arena and it's like this big inflatable beer with like an arch for some no. reason. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm gonna buy you walk through like a, a arched beer, but okay. You know what I mean? They're paying. This this uniform has it on it, so I'm cool yeah. with it. Um, but yeah, man, it was it was great. I was in a college town. And oh, it felt cool. a lot like Philly to me. There was four colleges there. Interesting. It felt a lot like Philly to me because their Warsaw, the Warsaw was there in New York, and that was two hours away. Okay. okay. Yeah. So to me, I was wow. I was in Philly. I yeah, was yeah, in yeah. The, Lublin, Poland was the Philly of, um, what's the name, very down-to-earth town. I, but I think what I really loved about it was, like, the work I was able to do on myself out there. Mm. Um, it was, I, I, got, I got back to reading. I got back to my faith. You know, I got back to really breaking down who I was. A huge part of everything I'm doing now came from plotting and planning out there. Because, you know, as a pro, here, these guys, here, you got practice two hours a day. You got weights for an hour. That's three hours right there. But then you got class. As a pro, you got that three hours, and then you got nothing. So, like, hmm. that time and ability really away from everything, like away from here, away from Philly, away from America entirely and not being around anybody, at first it was challenging as hell because, you know, you feel isolated to an extent. But um, the, the the work I was able to do on me and the figuring out I was able to do on myself out there to me was it was I'll say without a doubt Poland was my best year. Like as as if I had to like, you know, if I had to make a movie about my life, like right. Poland would be like that moment. That was just that's super cool to hear because I was just like I'm just so curious because as a fan, mm-hmm. right? I have to imagine that. When you're on campus and you play basketball your whole life, people you said use the word doting over you. like yeah. people doting over you. Yeah. Like whether it's in the program, obviously Villanova's like, you know, yeah. kick your butt, but then yes. but then you walk around campus and you're a celeb. Yes. Right? 
and people are doting all over you yeah. until and then and then if you go to the league, yeah, then obviously yes to another level exactly exactly. A lot of guys go, go overseas overseas yeah. make good money yes, but like is there is there like a good like what's the basketball culture over there? It was incredible. Really, it was incredible. So I'm gonna tell you what happened in the beginning of the season. The year before they had had a, a rough. Uh, year, but their arena used to be a Euro League arena. So the Euro League, you have you have the countries, and they play within mm-hmm. the countries. But then you have the Euro League, which is like the NBA of over there. And a right. lot of guys who don't, a lot of guys who don't make it in the NBA um, after like their rookie contract or after a couple of years or on their like way down, they'll go to the Euro League. And I always said, I was like, people, when, I was like, if you can't grasp what the Euro League is, I'll put it to you like this. Overseas, you're a pro at 15. Like, that's that's it. There is no high school or, or college basketball that's taken serious. You just go pro. Right. Luka Donis is who he is because at 15 years old, he yeah, was in the EuroLeague. Right. Just he just was playing, playing against grown-ass men. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, from, yeah. from jump. Um, and that is a huge part of why his game is the way it is. His physicality, his all that. Because he's, he's seen it since he was 15 years old. Um, so it used to be a EuroLeague arena. So it had that atmosphere, had okay. that feel. But the team wasn't good for a while, so they were trying to figure it out. And when I first got there, it was eh, eh, eh. But, like, our last game of the season, and I BS y'all not, because who else was out there would mean Javon Pinkston. <laughs> our last game of the season was against Javon's team. That's awesome. And the place was packed. Like you, like when you look at the pictures afterwards, like right. you don't, you don't, you just see people. Like you just see like in every background, just a slew of people. Because toward like that, like second half of the season, I think we went on like I think in December, it was either December or January, we didn't lose a game. And so then like the college start to hear about it, the town starts to get enthused about it. But overseas basketball is, it's intense, and they are. You know, you hear about the stories with the soccer fans, uh-huh. you know, beating people to fuck up and doing all types <laughs> yeah. of crazy yeah. stuff. You know what I mean, like. That they bring that same, yeah, like, yeah. T- like I was, I was over at James Bell House the other night. And he was telling me about some country he was in where, like, you know, like the coach was giving, he's drawn up a play, and like they throw a beer like right in the middle of the huddle, like the the, the other fans, and it was just like insecurities, like, what do you want us to do? You know what I mean? It was games. Kick where, the guy out. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> there was games oh, where job? exactly your job. It's like yeah, my job is not to get killed, it's protect you, but not get killed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like it was. Overseas basketball can get very if you're in the right place, and those Eastern European countries, those they were, they were passionate. Yeah, they were yeah. passionate. Yeah. I guess a lot of vodka. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. They show up to the games. Why does like Kelly's in the game? Like it was I, like I said, I loved it. And we, we as we got better, and, and you know, I don't. The crowd doesn't help you in the game. I'm sorry, yeah. the crowd is not on the court with you. You know, it's really yeah. about what happens in between those lines, but. It's nice to show up to a crowd. So right. when getting so over there, it doesn't matter that. that our crowd doesn't actually cheer. That's yeah. so interesting. Yeah. Oh no, 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 no. I loved it. I loved it though. Yeah. Poland was amazing. Right. Overseas is if okay. you're in the right situation. Th- is that great. is so I, like that's that's really cool because to me like I got the impression that it was just like. Like obviously, you make good money, and there's you see fans in the yeah. stands. It's such an enigma. But That's it what doesn't. It is. But it doesn't feel like. It feels like oh, every game is on like the Ocho. It feels yeah. like. <laughs> that, like that's how because when you look at like the thing, it just looks like it doesn't look like it's polished. It hasn't it because it's it's not. It's this is what I saw in Poland versus America. Um, the same way I talk about Lowell Marion having a certain amount of pageantry and, yeah. and theatrics about it. You know, like that's not their concern. Right. You know what I mean? So it's not as, like, let's be honest, like, Devin Booker, he gets snubbed from the NBA All-Star game, which is 
ridiculous. Um, to me, like that's up there with like the Chris Paul trade getting vetoed. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. Like oh, uh, amongst God. amongst like the Chris the, 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 just, oh my gosh, the yeah. what the hell's of the NBA. But um, you know, he had said it. He was like, "This is entertainment," and a huge part of NBA is like. I first got over there. Um, the coach asked me about summer league, asked about all this, and asked why I made the team. And I told him, and he had his own opinion about it. So he goes and grabs a ball. He says, "What does this say?" And I say, "This is my first day there," and I say, uh, "It says Spalding." And I'm like, yeah, is this a trick question? Or, he says, no. It says, dunk this shit. I'm not going to mock his accent, but that's right. what he said. Dunk right. this shit. He said, you dunk this ball every time you touch it. Right. The fans will love you. We'll pay you. And I guarantee you, you will have a long career over here. Right. And as I went on, like, I realized, like, part of the reason they had liked me, like, yeah, like, yeah, you average a double-double. That's nice. But the fact that you had 10 points. We was watching Tariq Jones today. Yeah, it's not. It, it's it's two points still, but it's a loud ass two points oh, yeah. because they don't have as much of that over here. Mm. Like they don't have the a uh, uh, guy. They don't have eight guys on every roster who can windmill. You know what I mean? Because yeah. of it, it's that much more highlighted. But it's just that the pageantry of it has been caught up. They're a little more blue collar with their basketball. Okay, it's a lot uh, more physical. Okay. Like that's why we think every European player, like Zaza Pachulia, over there is just like he's just a good big man. <laughs> right. He's not. I, I would bullshit y'all not like. If you look at any the uh, there's a uh, uh, a picture in the in the Davis Center of me and a couple of my teammates, and I have a gap, I have a gap in my teeth. Oh. I don't have it anymore. Yeah. Because over there on offensive rebound, yeah, I got swarmed. Yeah. Caught an elbow and my tooth got knocked out. Oh my goodness! And the foul was called on me. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like no, that's not a joke. The foul was called. Your on tooth me. fell out. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, thank you. You know, thank you. They like. 45. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> but, like, that is – the game is so much more physical over there. It's To me, it's a hybrid of what happens in the NBA in college. Hmm. That is what overseas basketball is. But I, I will say this, and this might be a hot take, I think with LaMelo Ball going over there and doing what he did in Australia and doing what he did over in uh, that, that country in Eastern Europe that he played – I'm sorry, I'm blanking on the name. Uh, he was in – I want to say something with a Z. I, f- I forgot. But whatever that country yeah. was, him going overseas and, you know, with the media moving forward, I think it's going to start to catch up. I think it's going to – people are going to start to – and quite frankly, um, you know, everything's going to the NBA and you hear about the NCAA and these colleges. Like, I really think more players are going to start to just go overseas. I mean, you know to me, I mean? it seems like the biggest thing stopping them is just that there's just less people they know. Exactly. Over there, exactly. Right, like, and if they can get over that, exactly, yeah. exactly. Because right. it is, a, it's, and it's not for everybody. I will yeah. say that, like, I'm not going to paint overseas to be like this, like Disney World type experience. There were some times where, like, you know, it was it was rough. It got dark over there. It was one team in the league that imploded because they weren't paying any of their yeah. players. You know, you hear about, uh, you know, questionable so situations. Ch- the guys bouncing and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Like just all out, like not paying them. You wow. know, you hear about teams like that out there. Like you hear about experiences where guys are like. No, like I had to chase down my bonus after you know we uh, we made the you know made the playoffs. You got to pay us, right. you know what I mean? Yeah. But like that's the type of stuff that um, if you're that's what I say in the right situation over there. But as things, I think if they could unify over there a bit better, more guys would be because the the G League is is okay. But if you could have somebody pay for your apartment and car for yeah. ten months out of the year and give you a salary, right? And go see. Tel Aviv or, you know, the, the south of France or Greece. It's like where Move is playing. South France, like, he's playing in Nice. Like, what are you? Yeah. You know, I'm not saying what's more to life, but it's just like, this yeah. is not a bad ending. Is, no. is your, is, do you think your experience is more common or less common than most of the guys who go over there from the U.S.? Because, like, what you've just described and, like, 
what you took away from it is amazing and like that i love that attitude but like i just feel like i haven't heard that story as much i I don't think no i I think because obviously there's a let's call it what the fuck it is there's a moment of i didn't make the nba okay let's call it what it is like nobody you know what i mean it's like nobody's coming up being like i just want to go overseas you know what i mean like (laughs) yeah yeah. yeah, obviously if you're a competitor you're shooting for the The highest highest. thing so there's that that moment that a lot of guys don't get over you know what I mean? Hmm. Um, and, and don't get over their own ego enough to be able to be like, okay, I'm over here, and let's call it what it is. For me, it's always been about like, look, look at the positives, and it's like, don't don't focus on the negatives. Like, look at what it is. Somebody's paying me to play the game I love, and after so long of playing the game for, and I'm putting air quotes up, you know, because the free. Yeah, and, yeah. I mean, yeah, some people have yeah, yeah. feelings about that word, but to call it what it is, I'm not getting a check. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. And now people are paying me for this. And they love me, and quite frankly, like, and you just get to dunk this shit. You just get to dunk this shit, exactly. Like, you have a coach to tell you just dunk this shit, you know, and let another coach to kind of let me get away with murder. You know what I mean? Like, it was just, it's just, a, it's a, it's a different, it's a different experience. Um, and it's really about, I've, I've learned, it's really about what you make it. You know, you could have guys go overseas and they could all be on the same team. Yeah. And they'll all come home giving you different perspectives about what you make it. And for me, I was like, I re- after the way my career went here, which, you know, I love Villanova. I love Villanova basketball. But I wasn't satisfied with my career as a competitor. Like, the fuck are you? Like, I didn't play. We talked about it. I didn't play my junior year. I'm not satisfied yeah. with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't like the way my career ended here. I didn't like the fact that we didn't end in a win. And right. You know what I mean? Like. It was for me. It was a it was a soul searching time, and overseas is what you make it. It seems like you found a lot of peace with yourself, Hell and yeah. then, and then though you had you, you kind of it ended abruptly, right? Yes. So oh, you tore your ACL. Yes, at LaSalle of all places. It's yeah. funny. Coach Ash was joking with me one day. That's why you, your ass got hurt because you didn't call me before you came up there. And I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, shit, butterfly effect. Maybe that would have, maybe yeah. that phone call would have delayed something, but um. Another thing that, you know, and I bullshit you not, I like I can wholeheartedly say I'm happy. I can wholeheartedly say I'm happy, I'm happy. It happened. Because I wouldn't that door shut and a window open. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was so many things that I couldn't tap into because I was so invested in ball. I mean, I mean it wasn't nothing wrong with that. That was my job, that was my craft, that was my life at that point. But you know, like what I'm doing now, like this is what I went to school for. Mm-hmm. This is what I picture. I told you I didn't start playing ball yeah. until 15. This is what I picture before ball. Yeah, you right. know what I mean. So for this to for this to be the thing that happens after, I always thought this was gonna be somewhat in line. I just thought it would be at 35, not 25. Right. Hey, you know I mean? but to get a jump on this is is exactly. I, I think i think you're spot on it's a blessing yes, it's man. a yeah it's a blessing, it's a blessing. maybe in disguise at first yeah. but i yeah. think it's already kind of playing out so let's 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 get into that because mm-hmm. because we're, we're going on quite a bit of time here yeah, but my fault. I, 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 no 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 no, no. you got to break it up in two parts i don't give a shit yeah. Sorry. Yeah. no no it's amazing <laughs> thank you man thank um so you start what what came first did you start the network first or did you start the podcast show sorry wait first. can we actually back up can yeah, i want to hear a little bit about like like what kind of sparked your interest in in media oh like, yeah if you go good... back to like high school I've, like i've what always was, like i've always been an entertainer yeah. i've always been an entertainer there's like baby pictures of me like so it was me and my mother uh early mm-hmm. in my life for 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 um up to probably like seven so you know like i said it was the, the movie situation was it was difficult you know we bounced around and at one point, we were with my aunts. We were with my aunt Cassandra and um, in Alani, 
out in the uh, Philadelphia. And there's like baby pictures of me like belting out singing, acting like I'm singing, or right. like when they would like when they would say like pose for a picture, like. I would naturally, I would never, you know like kids like they just look at the camera like, yeah, yeah. I was the kid that would throw his arms out right. or like cross his arms. Like, you're you're a showman. Exactly. Right. So I always kind of had that in me and like I said, Lower Marion, it kind of like fed that a little bit more. They kind of, it, it fed that entertainment factor. And shit, I mean, look who's on the wall. It's Kobe on the wall. It's like, yeah, this is, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like, as, 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 you know, everybody would say that, like as good as a player he was, it was the flair and the, it was the whole package that really made him, you were watching, it was, it was LA. You were yeah. watching an entire Showtime. show. But he was, he was a, the most rugged motherfucker out there. Right. So that's why it was so interesting. Um, so I always had it, but bullshit you not, the, the show idea came when I was overseas. Hmm. I was watching the 2018 interviews and I was wondering why certain people weren't interviewing the team. Mm. Because I was like, they would know to ask questions that nobody would know to ask. I was tired of hearing people ask Jalen and Dante and Eric and Omari and Mikel, and the list goes on and on. Um, how does this compare to 2016? How did that feel? Right. I was tired of hearing people ask Chris, how did it feel when the shot went in? Yeah. And I was just like, this guy should do it. That guy should do it. And I was like, holy shit, I have a comm degree. I can fucking do it. Right. So I came back home and I talked to Hezekiah Lewis. And we started putting the show together before I had got hurt. Like, we started, I, I came back. I want to say it was, it was actually the day of Cinco de Mayo. I came up on campus. <laughs> me and him were talking. We was going back and forth. We walked in the studio. And I was in there. We was talking. I was like, yo, let's do a show. Like, could you imagine if we did a show in here and what that would look like? Um, and I was like, we'll set it up like the desk and the Jimmy Kimmel style, like, you know, talk show back and forth. And I, I think that'd be dope. And I was like, I don't give a shit that it turn anything. I just want to see it. So then yeah. obviously when I got hurt, it was like, okay, all right, now we really have to move with this. Right. And not from a, I need this to be my job. Because at that point I knew I was going to be here working at Villanova. But um, because um, it was like, I was like, this is my passion. You know what I mean? Like, this is my other passion. Like, this is as much as ball means to me and as much pieces I find in that, like, when I'm doing this shit, it doesn't feel like work. So the show came first. The show came first. Stay tuned with D-Ray. Yeah. And then a guy from Lower Marion um, named Doug Young, a.k.a. The Godfather. Doug was we were actually up on campus in Barley one day, just having a coffee, and we were talking about the progress of it. And that was right after Fox had aired it and right after the coach's show had picked it up. So it was catching some traction. And, you know, he... he He's always been real with me, always level with me. He was like, Daryl, you know, like, you, you keep going at this thing alone. You know what I mean? Like, you're going you're gonna to burn out. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You're going to burn out. But he was like, but you have, a, you have a vision for what looks good. Like, you can help people. Like, you're a consultant. You help people, like, figure out what looks good or, or tweak little things here and there. He was like, you know, and you, you do it in a unique way. But he was like, what if you had a team? And I was just like, hmm. You know, so, you <laughs> know, exactly, 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 team, exactly, <laughs> like a team, like a, uh, and I've always played on the team, so it's like, fuck it, you're right, I've never really been an individual in that way, so like, let's do it, and, you know, thank God for y'all, thank God for Avery, thank God for people who, who believe in the vision, but it was just like, if I can get people who are like-minded like me, you know, to, 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 to help out with this thing of, of I'm going to say young-minded, I'm not going to say young, because I don't give a shit, you're 60 and you, yeah, yeah. you got a great it's a, it's idea. It's a difference, yeah. Exactly, yeah. but young-minded and, and you're willing to learn and grow I was like imagine what happened if you gave those people ability to, to push their shit out there past uh, the corporate structures of X, Y, and Z I ain't gonna say no names I ain't get myself in trouble yeah. but. what's the out of curiosity the what's Stay up? Tuned Network what's the umbrella what's that what's that represent the umbrella um the umbrella, I was racking my mind for a logo because I was like, I don't want the logo to look like mine. It's just letters. I feel like we're getting away from letters. Um, so I was like, I need the logo to be one thing that identifies with 
what this shit is. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I need this to be, I need people to see this. The same way that you see a Nike check, and most people don't even register this, a Nike check is really the shape of a foot if you look at it for what it is. That's why it looks so good on sneakers. Right. They had known that when they were designing it. The same way Apple is what it is. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they are what they are in so many ways of, you know, creating and, 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 and innocence and all these things that kind of play into their brand. Um, I was like, whatever this Stay Tuned logo is going to be, it has to be that. And, you know, I was just like, we were, Doug, Doug, we were talking about it. He goes, if you bring people under the Stay Tuned umbrella. Right. And he says it, I'm just like, I'm it's right. one of the things, exactly. No, no, I'm not going to sit here and act like it was some, like, Robin Williams, <laughs> God bless you. So, like, Robin Williams, like, light goes off and I just, like, run out of there, like, hold that thought. You know, yeah. it, it, was, it was not like that. It was, it was, I heard it and you hear certain things. And you wonder why they keep replaying in your mind. Right. You wonder why you keep, why is this shit on repeat? Why is this shit on repeat? And you have to believe that that's for something. It might be go towards it. It might be go away from it. But it's for a reason. Mm-hmm. And when he said that, we were like picking the logo. I was like, that's it. Like, bring people under the umbrella. Like, you know what I mean? Like, creative freedom is a motherfucker. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's something that I always didn't feel like I had. It's, it's something that... At times in my life, I felt like it was very suppressed and, you know, it was very like it was it was snipped out quick and it wasn't something that, you know, some people necessarily um, appreciated. Mm. So for me, like with the show, with the network, like that is what I'm pushing. I, I want people to like with Avery's like, you know, Postgres, that's Avery's show. I'm on it. Like I'm her co-host. Like that's that's her show. And that was her vision. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because that was her idea of like, you know, we always kick the shit about this, that, and the third. What if we did it for this reason? Yeah. And she had just turned down a, a, a damn thing at turn. Just a sidebar there. Go, 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 and go, you go. and I were talking about that. Go ahead. The, the postgrads at the Platte. If you're not watching it, like, and you listen to this podcast, you got to watch it. Thank you, man. It is, I said this to you, I texted you last night, I was saying this to you. It is literally like complex like Netflix, Thank like you, it could go on that stuff. Thank you, man. Today, Thank I, you. I have to say, when I was when I was watching it, there were multiple times where I audibly went, "Hmm." Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> I'm like sitting at my desk watching it, like, "Hmm." And that's like, the and that's the point. And yeah. that's the point. Like, that's yeah. what we want people to do. Like I said, I don't want anything. Like I, I tell people, like I don't want everything to look like my show. I want everything to look different, like y'all. Like you know, like yeah. y'all are part of the network, and it was just like obviously y'all been doing y'all thing before. You know, y'all been right. doing y'all thing before. Yeah, I ain't anybody make y'all. Y'all made yourselves, but it's like. Y'all enthusiasm, y'all passion, y'all ability to look at this game and look at this team and look at this school and say we have a, a, a perspective to, to offer that is not only unique but interesting in the past that y'all pour into y'all work. It's like, why the fuck wouldn't you want to work with somebody like that? You yeah. know what I mean? Because I'm, I'm so tired of the, the, the damn – I'm not going to call them suits and ties, but the motherfuckers that operate like that. Right, right, right. I, it's, it's not for me. I, I mean, I, what we try and do and, and what you try and do, and it's clear – is like, hey, just let's just be real. Let's have a conversation. Mm-hmm. Like, let's talk. Yeah. And like, real stuff happens yeah, yeah. when you do that. Yeah. There's real magic to come. Like, words exactly. matter. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And like, there's real magic to exactly. to doing that. Yeah. And like, Rob and I, I mean, we were kicking around, like yeah. one day, literally having beers and barbecue. Yeah. Like, and we're just like, I, I could. I mean, we were a little drunk. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, talking about throwing Some your shoulders. Some of the best ideas come at that time. Uh, so we've continued that. <laughs> throwing your shoulders back. I was like, I could do a fucking podcast. Yeah. <laughs> like, but y'all did it. And that, yeah. that's yeah. the other part too. Yeah. That is the other, that is the very underrated part of all this shit. It is one thing to time and time again, say you want to do something 
you know, have this vision. To me, it's always been that the, of a vision without execution is just a hallucination. Yeah. So for y'all oh, to like be that. able to like, listen, we can Might do this. Steal that one. And it, oh, yeah. yeah, fuck it. I, I definitely <laughs> stole it. That was not mine. Yeah. Um, but like y'all ability to execute on it, you know, time in and time out, it's just like, like I said, like why wouldn't you want to work with something like that? So be honest, what drew? So we're now. So just we we made this announcement, but we're but we'll we'll say it again. Mm-hmm. We're now under the stay tuned umbrella. Mm-hmm. Figuratively and literally, um, what I just am so curious is like how'd you how'd we even get on your radar? Was it was it Shaq or was no it? no no no? It was just it was just like I'm listening to it and I'm like these motherfuckers know what they're talking about. You know what I mean? And Which it's is just hilarious. Really, it's really just, it's <laughs> We tell we tell everyone like we don't know shit. Yeah, no talking. no no no. It's just okay. There are a million forums out there. Yeah. There are a million people. You know talking about X, Y, and Z and, and saying this and I'm pretty sure he gets a million, Coach Wright gets a million texts a day of a motherfuckers telling him what this guy needs to do and what that guy needs right. to do and all this other shit. And there's only so many of them that their opinion like really could an audible, hmm. You know what I <laughs> yeah, mean? Yeah, you yeah. say that. For example, in y'all last show when y'all were talking about Sadiq's draft stock and y'all were talking about, you know, where he is and where he's positioned and the Josh Hart comparison comes up of is he going to test the waters and then it goes into, yeah, he could, but I think that, you know, him testing the waters means he can make the jump because his NBA, he's an NBA-ready uh, body already. It's like I hear that and it's like these guys are fans, but these guys are fans who have done the work enough to know what the fuck they talk about. Because I'm sorry, there is nothing more frustrating than somebody talking to you about some shit like they put in much work as, as you have. Like, and when I heard y'all talking like that, I was just like, and obviously what y'all did with Shaq, but it was just like, no, like they they get it, you know. So obviously when we met and y'all we talked, it was like y'all get it, you know what I mean? And like I said, why wouldn't I, I'm very much a why wouldn't why wouldn't you want to work with my folks like that? Right, right, right. So, so what's the you know if you fast forward a little bit, mm-hmm. what's the long term vision for yeah. for you for mm-hmm. for the Stay Tuned Network? Like, yeah. where do you want it to go? I mean, Stay Tuned Network is a production company. You know, I, I think people get kind of scared by the network thing. It's like, damn, you about to try to go up against Fox and ESPN? It's like it's a fucking production company. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like Overbrook Films by Will Smith and them. Like, it's a production company. That's what right. we want to be. Um, the 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 overall, I guess, vision for it is just. A very much of a why not type production company. Why wouldn't you want to? You know what I mean? Like y'all guys, y'all 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 have y'all, and obviously yes, that's pretty linear. Villanova basketball, you know, guys know what they're talking about. That's pretty linear. The the shit at the the plat, you know, we're sitting in my damn truck at one of the best spots in Philly. I call it Philly's Beach because we don't have a body of water outside the school. <laughs> yeah. If you want to call that yeah, water. That's a body of liquid. Yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. If you can't really call it water, it's like that's our beach. And I was like, well, what happens when people pull up to a beach and just talk? You know, you have some <laughs> of the but, best conversations. Yeah. That's with that. And I want more people who have these visions of things that, you know, they want to do and they want to execute on realistically. I'm not saying, let's do a show on Mars. It's like, <laughs> let Elon keep doing what he's doing and then we'll talk. But, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> it's just, there is there is something to be said about, you know, um, letting people create. And mm-hmm. that's what I wanted to be. I wanted to be, I want people to look at the umbrella and understand that, you know, you come under this, like, create, create. And I'm not going to tell you how to do your thing. I don't want to, you know, I'll give guidance if you ask for it, but just go, just go and yeah. create and see what happens with that because, you see so many ideas get, you know, shuffled to the end of the fucking deck because, you know, a, a corporation or someone with shareholders and X, Y, and Z, they don't believe in it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And or oh, that doesn't secure their bottom line. They don't think it's gonna that. And you hear about some ideas that have got delayed decades because, you know, the the powers that be didn't have 
the the vision for like shit. Speaking of Elon Musk, I don't know if y'all know, like Tesla was a company that started in the seventies. Yeah, the first time anybody heard of it, mm-hmm. and obviously the gas company shut it down. Now, we see what's happening with the world. We see what's happening with global warming, everything going on. And it's like, we needed electric cars a while ago. Yep. Yeah. And now we're getting to the point where it's like, yo, we really fucking need them. You know what right, I mean? Like right, in right. the next five years, probably going to be like, y'all don't understand. Like, like we really. I'm going to give you this electric car. Yeah, exactly. Because exactly. otherwise. Yeah. Otherwise, we're like, we're, we're going to screw the planet. But it's just like, like I said, look at what happened. Look at how long it took for us to have a real electric car. And Lord knows they had this shit forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's like, I don't want to be a part of that machine. Mm-hmm. Right, you know what right. I mean? I don't. I just, I just, I, I don't. And so, I, wanted, I wanted to break into movies, too. I, I like wanted it. to break into movies. For me, the, the main thing, I, I was a comm major here, the main thing for me was screenwriting. I was going to say, you did some short movies yes. on campus, yes. right? Yes, yes, the yeah. one, The one with uh, Janet Tucker, Phil Booth, and Mikael Bridges. Yes. And Denny Grace made a quick cameo in yes, there. Yes, I remember that, that. yeah. But, uh, but yeah, like that was that is much more of what my passion is. I love TV. Okay. I love radio slash podcast, TV slash YouTube or webcast. But for me, uh, the cinema, feature length films. That's to me that is the biggest thing. It's right. a production company, so fuck it. That's awesome. So at this point, you're are you looking to get more talent on the team? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. It's a, um, it's a you team. mean us wasn't good enough? <laughs> no, no, we, no, we like, haven't fulfilled the vision. Yeah, like, no, like, no, like y'all look great. It's like y'all motherfuckers are yeah, great. Yeah, but I, I can't pull a St. Joe's podcast. Like, Theory's like, hey, yeah. I got Chris and Rob. I'm done. No, mail <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. it in. Everything yeah. is over. Yeah, fold the umbrella down. Yeah. No, it's just it's, I, I want it to grow. I definitely want more shows, but. For me, it is much more about the culture of Stay Tuned Network than, like, I'll, I'll tell y'all this. I had a show on the works with a uh, an individual that had um, 100,000 plus followers. And obviously from, let's call it what it is, from a business standpoint, that immediately equaled dollars. Yeah, Companies can sure. see that, see that if we, if we put these two in front of that, you know, but that, but like I said, they had 100,000. So they were like way ahead of me, way, way, way ahead right. of me. And that would have been a fucking slam dunk, you know, uh, from a, a, a fiscal standpoint. But that individual didn't want to work. Right. Didn't want to put in the work. Didn't right. want mm. to, you know, didn't want to uh, uh, sacrifice uh, certain things. Didn't want to sacrifice their own ego, you know, at certain times. And they were already, you know, moving like they were bigger than it. We didn't put out shit. And it was like, no, like, go, go, like, go, like, go, go, go. And obviously, like, you take a step back. But for me, it is way more. I learned that here. And if I learned nothing else from him, it's secure him the culture. Him being Jay Wright. Jay Wright. Yeah, secure yeah. the culture. Yeah. Secure the culture. And I know that word gets thrown around a lot, but that's it'll get you, you see it in recent years, that'll make you way more successful mm-hmm. than, you know, the, the flashy, if you had to compare it like the high recruit to, you know, XYZ draft board. It's like if they don't fit into your culture, it's you're gambling everything. Right. You know what I mean? Right. You, you're just hoping to get lucky. Exactly. Right. And I don't, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> no. All right, but so stay tuned, network. Mm-hmm. Darting out, you're a media mogul in my mind already. Thank but you, we're Thank we're, you. we're going together now. Yes. We're on this board together, exactly. going to the top. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I think that that's like to me, like I like I, as much as I love watching, and we have you know we have that segment on called the Heart Monitor where mm-hmm. we where we cover all the guys in the league. <laughs> but like I think that that is. <laughs> He's laughing. Doesn't like the name. All right, we, no, 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 no. I, I'm la- I'm laughing because like that is the shit I'm talking about. Yeah. Like that creativity, like that, like it's <sighs> <laughs> like that shit. It's, I'm, I'm laughing because one of those like, damn, why didn't I think of that? But <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's, it's just dope to, yeah. to y'all create, y'all create. 
period. So we so we love covering, and we do it on the podcast. We love covering the the guys in the league, mm-hmm. and obviously the fans want to know what's going on. Mm-hmm. They love that yeah, little tidbits of information. NBA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for me, I don't know. I love these stories. Thank you. I, I would even say more. Thank you. Than the league. So now. Kyle Lowry win a, a championship. Oh yes. yeah, that, that's pretty. That's yeah, pretty yeah, sick. Yeah, but, yeah. No, I'll, but I'll take a back seat. But but, <laughs> but but the but the but the creativity, the work that you that put in, like a lot of people, like I feel like they graduate, they leave Villanova, and the fans are like, oh well, that was that was nice, and then yeah. whatever. Like I think it's important to keep telling these stories because. You have to. Because, because to me, it's that that whole. Because to me, then it becomes the once a wildcat, always a wildcat becomes bullshit. Right. Yeah. If you don't stick to that. Yeah. Right. If you don't, like you, you know. And I'm not just saying from a basketball player standpoint. Right. You know, what I'm saying Villanovans as 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 a whole. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. And that's part of our thing too. Is we like to have got people on. We had our guest last week was um, our friend, but mm-hmm. he started a he started a sparkling water company. Yeah. Like we have we have a couple friends who do media. So yeah. like it's just. It, to me, I think, and you know, to people who are going to listen to this podcast, and mm-hmm. we'll probably get a lot more with you on. No, thanks. But, <laughs> thanks. but, um, but, but if if you have, if if you're doing something interesting, like we want to hear it, like yeah. we'll we'll come to you, we'll do a podcast. We we want to we're telling the, the this Villanova story yes. through a Villanova basketball lens. Yes, exactly. That's exactly. and that's that's what we want. Yeah, and that's what we're going for here at the full forty. Exactly. I won't close with that. I want. I'm going to do rapid fire. No, mm-hmm. go, a go. couple questions mm-hmm. because I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't. Let's do it. What do you make of the team this year? Like as short. I was like, going to say me, you got to give him like a word limit on that one. Yeah. Like give me like. Fucking haiku. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I didn't set that up. Well. Yeah. Yeah. You got to do a haiku of this year's team. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Defense sucked early. Yeah. <laughs> Offense improved. <laughs> Going to the shit. <laughs> no. Jay Wright suits. Yeah. But no, it's just, it's just no. Like, I, I, I think this year this team. Um, is a very talented team that is gaining a lot of experience. I think the experience they're gaining this year is going to make next year what it's going to be, okay. which is going to be, in my mind, on paper, one mm-hmm. of the best years. Um, and I want to jinx it, but one of the best years in Little basketball history. Yeah. Not because of just the talent of these young men, but because of the experiences they had. Like, you, you, you got three guys on this team who next year come their senior year, they were the freshmen on the 2018 championship yeah. team. Yeah. Like, it's, it went that fast. It's crazy. You know what I mean? Like, you have, obviously, if, if Sadiq comes back, uh, him and, and – <laughs> If Sadiq comes back. Let's go with this. I, actually, yeah. I ain't going to bullshit it. You know, yeah. Cole and, and – him, Cole and, and Slate, you know, you have guys who have been in some, like, fucking fires from jump because they had to play when they were young. And then you have this freshman team. This, I mean, this fresh, yeah, this freshman year team is going to be a bunch of sophomores. You add Caleb and Eric to the mix. Like like I said, on paper it's great, but these guys have been through some shit. So yeah. for them, to me, for them – and the, the respect – and the way they've upheld this culture, amazing. Uh, the thing that's impressive to me is that this team just seems to be devoid of baggage. Yeah. Like, none. Yeah, yeah. no bullshit. Like, like it is just, they're all cool. They like, no they're bullshit. all a little bit different, but they're all cool. cool exactly. And they, like, and they just seem to play without any weight on their shoulders. Yeah. They love each other, man. Yeah. Like, yes. no bullshit. Like, I, yeah. I see it. Like, they, they genuinely love each other. They, they, and this, that shit, you see it on the court. You see it on the court. It's awesome. Pick a ceiling. What what's the round that this team makes it to? Elite eight. Okay, mm. I like it. Mm. I like eight. it. I can see it. Elite eight. You can see it. Somebody out there is gonna kill me for that. He didn't say all the way. It's just like you know, I'm not, and I'm not. I don't believe in being realistic uh, in some situations, but I had to say right now, I see elite eight. 
But like yeah. I said, I, I could see them going all the way as well, too. That's okay. Yeah. That could be a little bit of a motivation yeah. thing. Like, yeah. oh, prove me wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shut yeah. me up. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hope I'm wrong about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Did you ever get carded going into Kelly's? Yes. That's shocking. Yeah. Well, they're responsible folks. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Favorite place to eat on campus? Uh, Cafe Nova. Mm. Cafe Nova. The chicken sandwich and fries there. Cafe Nova, which was known as... Don't say Cova. No, Shit. no. Oh. The, it was the Corner Grill. The Corner Grill, yeah. No, the yeah. Cafe Nova was the IK. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, it, it, you're, yeah. We're Chinese. It used to be called the Italian Kitchen and the Corner Grill. Oh, shit. That whole area. Yeah. Yeah. I can see how it'd be problematic. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Co- no, Cafe Nova. If you didn't play for Coach Wright, Coach you would have liked to play for? Frank Martin. Mm. Oh, South Carolina. Yeah. Frank Martin. Yeah. To me, um, very similar man. Very similar man. Different way of executing their messages, but very similar and what they're preaching. Team you hated playing against? See, no. See, no, for sure. Was there was there a particular coach that you didn't like? No, no, no. I, it wasn't a Big East coach that I that I didn't like. I think my second. Not favorite. even not even not even Steve Wojciechowski a little bit. <laughs> Stay tuned. No, 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 no. I will say I will say as a consolation, my favorite outside of Coach Wright, Ed Cooley. Ed Cooley. Mm, he he seems like legit. He definitely seems to have that reputation. Yeah. For sure. Everyone seems to like him. He's a man. Yeah. You can tell when he's talking to you. He generally cares about yeah. what the fuck you're saying. Yeah. So yeah. Cool. And I got the sense that he did he did right by Jermaine and Colin when they were playing yeah, for him exactly uh, for USA basketball he this did. summer. He did. Um, How many bed bugs did you get in Poland? None. <laughs> None. Shocking. You I'm know the background you. of that? <laughs> no. No. Oh, oh, so we were talking about the G League, and not to show the G League, but we were just like we were just like yeah, I don't know, because it seems like you know the guys overseas do better than the guys in the G League, and we were just like and we were like. Yeah, the G League's a grind from, from what we can tell from our grind. perspective. And we were like, we're like, so oh they sit in bed bug they <laughs> Rob goes, they sleep in bed bug written hotels. And I'm like, that's it, that's it. We just started a rumor. Every guy who's in the G League has bed bugs. Bill. <laughs> Phil, he's done right now. Phil Booth, sorry. I love man. it. I love it. Yeah. I'm running with that. Arch, Arch had to get fumigated before he got to the Bulls. <laughs> for sure. You're yeah. getting called up. You're going to get quarantined first. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm for it. I'm for it. I like that. Um, favorite Big East media personality? Because mm. you do some. You do some um, I'm Aunt Fanta. John Fanta? John Fanta. I wasn't sure if it was going to be Kim Adams because she seems cool too. She's the shit. No, yeah. she, they're all great. Yeah. But, but, but John Fanta is just his, the, the one-two of, of me and him, he's definitely the one because I'm learning. Um, <laughs> you know how difficult live TV can be, but the one-two of me and him, I, I, John's my guy. That dude, they got to push him more. Yeah. He's, he's he, so talented. They do, no, they do, they do push. I mean, yeah. he, he's, he's the flagship guy. But I got to uh, see him on TV. Fox. Oh, man. yeah. No, yeah. I, I would love to see him on, on, a, on a bigger stage. No disrespect to the, the Big East media uh, team. They're doing great. You know, yeah. Those guys work their asses off. Uh, but, yeah, John is just a ball of energy. He shows up. He's always happy. He cares about you. Uh, quick little story. Last game, we about to do the pregame hit. Uh, me, him, and Matt uh, Schumacher, we were about to start. I didn't have a tie. He whips out one for me. Like, he's just that type of guy. That's awesome. How short did you have to uh, long <laughs> have to tie it? Just button your damn jacket. Let's go. <laughs> Get the show on the road. I, I got a last one. How um, – how bad of a nickname is the Three Basketeers? Oh, my God. <laughs> it's so pretty che- terrible. So cheesy I look back on it. It was just, they were, it was, it was either that or the freshmen. 
Because yeah. someone had told us our junior year that, like, I still consider y'all the freshmen. I was like, what the fuck does that even mean? Yeah. I was like, that's low-key yeah. disrespectful. Yeah. But they were saying, they were like, no, when y'all showed up as freshmen, it was such a, like, spirit ah, fingers okay. type okay. moment okay. from okay. that damn uh, Hoops Mania that they were like, no, these kids are going to be... It's gonna be something. Yeah, right. you know, it's gonna be good or bad. They'll, they'll be like It'll this be class. Something. They should have said they like this class is gonna be something. So we were known as the freshmen up until our junior year. So yeah. I'd much rather the basketeers. It's corny <laughs> as it is. The three so basketeers. The three basketeers. <laughs> the three, really, especially as we play against fucking the muskies. But yeah. Yeah. oh yeah, the muskies. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, we've been going for a long period of time. Our listeners' ears are tired. <laughs> we're tired. You're tired. Um, so we're gonna wrap it up here. Mm-hmm. Huge thank you thank for coming you. on the podcast. Yeah, this is awesome. We thank hope you. to have you on a little bit more. Hell yeah, I'm in the mix. Yeah. Um, so so we'd love to have you back on the podcast. Um, we love working with you. Stay tuned, network with D Ray. Stay tuned with D Ray. Postgrads at the Platte, and of course the full forty. Stay tuned with all of it. Stay with us. <laughs> stick with us. Stay tuned with us. Exactly. Working hard here, bringing you as much great content as we possibly can. Um, thanks again for coming on the podcast. We'll be back next week for the last week of the regular season. This season's oh, fucking flying. Damn. Yeah, but thank you all for listening, and as always, let's, let's go, go Nova. Nova.